Nandazal woke up in her own haven, feeling rough from the previous night's celebration. She asks Lug to drive her to Yanis's haven, where she lies in her bed to rest. When Yanis goes to check on her, she tells him about how her father is gone from this world. Yanis is displeased with Nandi's behaviour and lets this be known to her. Dermot meets his friend Kat Gomez, a university researcher, in a secret bar where she tells him everything she found out about old pagan religions and the worship of Kostroma. Dermot listens attentively as he gains a deeper understanding of Yanis's faith. Matilda goes to the new HQ to get some headspace and work on her campaign. Once Dermot returns, they have a conversation about the other members of the Coterie and investigation around Caleb. They also make unnecessary arrangements about Matilda's campaign party at the tobacco factory. Yanis also shows up the HQ with Duchess. Dermot immediately flees as he sees the massive dog come into the haven, but eventually realises she's very well trained and not aggressive at all. The following night, Yanis asks Nanj for help. He wants her to keep an eye on Father Michael's church and stay vigilant. The Coterie then goes to meet with Teach. After some back and forth, the Coterie manages to convince Teach to summon Caleb for questioning. Matilda tells Nanj about the life pool she owes Abassi as a warning, lest it come up when talking to Caleb. Once Caleb shows up, Teach and Matilda confront him about his involvement in dumping Scott's headless body into the river. Caleb caves, and breaking the library's laws around confidentiality and boons, confesses that he did so as a service to another kindred who now owes him a life boon, Reginald Partridge, the child of Clarence. Meanwhile, Dermot and Janice have a chat while waiting for others to question Caleb. During the course of their chat, they discuss the nature of faith and similarities and differences of their religions and beliefs. The night ended with the coterie discussing a plan to talk to Reginald alone. Hello and welcome to this, the ninth episode of season two of Blood on the Severn, a vampire the masquerade chronicle set in Bristol, England in the year 2017. With me tonight. Max playing Nandazal of the Ministry. Peter playing Yanish Kroll of Clan Chimitsu. Dermot Bryan of Clan Malkavian. And Alice playing Matilda Wells of Clan Ventrue. So last session we ended things with the coterie making arrangements to do the the campaign party event at the tobacco factory for matilda's run uh uh her post uh well she's running for representative of the bs3 area <clears throat> for the anarchs and uh and i believe the plan was of course that was already that had already been arranged between Matilda and Dermid, um, uh, especially with, with the help of Audrey and um, Squid, who, well, Squid is the, the sort of like the campaign <laughs> lead doing stuff, and uh, uh, Dermid's agent. Uh, you've managed also to secure uh, a live band together with, of course, DJ O'Shea. And um, the whole idea is for Nangisil to get a hold of Clarence, asking to meet him during the event in which the intention is for Matilda and Nangisil to have a chat with him where Nangisil will use her boon, the one he has, the one she has over Clarence to try to garner support for Matilda from him whilst Dermot and Janish have a friendly chat with Reginald, his child, who is the person Caleb says he was, you know, getting rid of the body for. Am I correct in the full assessment of things? It's starting to yeah. feel like Ocean's yeah. Eleven, but it's Ocean's... <laughs> like, Reverse 4 instead of Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, but... Okay. 
so um i think then um it would be good to start with that scene uh if, if unless you want to have a a conversation before the the party uh, we can jump straight to it uh in, invitations were sent out and and people will show up uh, well at least the, the relevant people you are interested in so if there are any any sort of conversations or scenes that you would like to have prior to that just let me know if not we can jump straight to bouguet um I pro sorry there you go now after you no i just think matilda at some point beforehand would have um gone up to nanj and said um uh so um the boon you're cashing in over clarence yeah yeah it's i know it's technically i mean you're helping me out with it i know it's part of the plan um but the the major i have over you just like consider it a minor uh well all right if you if you say so but that don't that don't seem right to me why not well because we're a group aren't we yeah i know we use these things to help each other yeah but so... it's it's useful for you so i mean a boon over a primogen is pretty big stuff well it's only a minor isn't it and he's i mean it's a primogen in name isn't he? but basically in charge of one person isn't it? it's a bit like me and log <laughs> it's a bit it's a little bit tragic <laughs> It is a bit tragic, isn't it? But that's what you get when you're in camera, love. They yeah. like to have their titles, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I not say that to him, am I? But no. it's, it's, yeah, let's it's... maybe not when we <laughs> let's you know have a bit of you know calm, calmness, <clears throat> politeness. I mean, I reckon. I reckon that's not. Uh, how do you say it? It's not. It's not equitable to do it that way. Uh, besides, if we help you out with your other problem, the one with uh, that we talked about the other day, yeah. maybe if I help you out with that, then then you can do it. So it's, it's a nice offer of you, Matty, but you're running a campaign to be elected. Strikes me, you need all the booms you can get. Pull them in on people, get stuff to support you. It's the way politics works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You should run. <laughs> they oh, you should run. Other... <laughs> no, no, not for this, not for this one. <laughs> There's no bastard they... that's going to vote for me, not man or beast. Well, <laughs> so that's know. not. You but know, anyway. Okay, but it's fine. If you don't want, want to take it, that's all right. But I just thought I'd put it out there. It's kind of you. Yeah. It's kind of you. It's all right. But, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's right. right. Ta anyway. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so the sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Carlos. Yes, yes. But if if um, if the scene we're about to jump into is one that's going to take place a little way into the party, mm -hmm. then probably before that point, Yanish mm -hmm. has made a, an agreement with Dermot that he is going to listen to his music and go into this venue and you know okay. experience it. So whilst I don't necessarily think this is a major scene, uh, it's probably worth, I, I, I as a player would just like to have a sense, because what Yanish will probably do is he'll go there, 
and he will find a position that seems like he can kind of because he won't know how this works <laughs> so he'll be looking for like the musicians and stuff right um <laughs> but he'll be looking to go to a place where he can see derma and where he thinks the musicians are going to be so he can wait to listen for the music to start i think it's going to be his okay um and yeah so um i'm gonna play it from the moment Janish and uh, Nanjasol arrive to the party. Okay. Uh, Dermot, of course, would have been there earlier, making sure that all, you know, making <clears throat> sure that all the, the, the audio setup, the sound system is, you know, working to his uh, requirements. Also, that the that the live band that is going to perform also has their, have performed, their, you know, their, their sound check and all that. And, and one thing that is very important in this scenarios and like to say from previous experiences when you have a live band and a dj each was each of them with their own setup one of the most important things to do is first fight over all the plugs i mean it, it might not look like a thing it is a thing trust me and um and another one is uh, avoid interference so uh feedback and loops and things like that with monitors and the like so by the time Nanjusel and Janish arrive, they will arrive early, like just as early as it can be, you know, w with the people that are doing the final touch-ups and the, the earliest of guests. And Nanjusel can feel Dermot going to town. What you're listening to right now is a mashup mix cover of the patch modes enjoy the silence but Good not but well but Dermot is using the cover from Italian metal band Lacuna Coil and mm -hmm. electronic sounds sort of like Dua Lipa style and making that that metal cover into sort of electronic grunge and what it's you, really you interesting. Is he's taking the pure form of Depeche Mode. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm ruining it, is what you mean. No, actually, actually, for Nigel, it's going to be interesting because uh, Lacuna Coil's lead singer is a woman. Lacuna Coil are great. Yeah, and the lead singer is a woman, and the background uh, vocals are, made, are done by a man, so they harmonize and they do a lot of that. And, uh, and of course, it has more of a metal bent to it, and Dermot is softening it into sort of a more core the patch mode but with modern sounds and it sounds really good okay. it sounds different but it's one of those covers that you go i'm not even mad at that i could enjoy it given the setting it's very appropriate okay um so janish will... this is playing as we arrive sorry this is the one that is playing, playing as, we arrive. as you arrive okay. um so janish would expect to see the band you can see the drum kit and some of the instruments and everything but then to to another like to one side in a console there's Dermot or at least you think he is because he's carrying well, Rob could you please describe DJ's O'Shea's accoutrements Uh, so he's just, um, he's probably there in 
not not the it's a different jacket so it's a bit more uh brown leather so not the traditional sort of black that he has uh still random t-shirt on but instead he has uh essentially like a, a face over so it's like the whole um face is essentially blacked out like there's you can't see any of the actual features there's still a hat on it's not quite the same as his sort of normal baseball hat it's more of a <laughs> a, a wider brimmed kind of thing a uh, bit more gangster style and again just hanging down there's something that kind of prevents any kind of sight of, of his actual features but it almost looks like there's a bit of a sort of a wraith like kind of quality to it with the drapings just kind of hovering there um but otherwise he's he's, he's not too different he's just doesn't he's not recognizable as dermot's normal style there's aspects of it but it's uh it's different um, and for Janus, it takes some effort to not only recognize, yes, that is Dermot, uh, somehow, maybe, perhaps he's, you know, hiding himself, but he seems to be a one-man band with all the equipment he has. You see him switching from f board of lights to board of lights, um making changes and the way when he does he moves little levers and knobs and things and the music changes and and ebbs and flows and and gives a sense of a mood so it's very different from what Janusz is, is accustomed to in terms of music but I think also important mm -hmm. with the the lighting will also kind of reflect some of this too. Mm -hmm. So there will be a feeling of the music playing, but also the lighting kind of moving with it, mm -hmm. essentially. And I guess the best way to describe it to Janish is it feels like the music from old, where where it was more about you know singing about emotions when when oral tradition was a thing and people would put stories and poems into music and then recite them and it was like stories would set a mood by the singer and the and and the and the, the people accompanying them it's it's very different in its in execution but in its essence it's the music without a lyric is telling a tale and every so often lyrics pop up but you you realize soon enough that they're pre-recorded from like other songs and by taking snippets from one song and another Dermot is managing to weave a different story mm -hmm. by picking and choosing what goes where so whatever Janice's opinion on the matter. Uh, I guess you will voice it. So, <laughs> so, so we're, we're 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 coming into this together, the two of us, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'll say, um, it's going to be loud, mind, like louder than what you probably you're used to. So just yeah, bear that in mind. Well, I'm not a stranger to revels and. Uh people singing loudly and and uh and making a a noise you you think it will be more than that yeah hmm. i i 
I think it's uh, it's likely to be louder than most stuff you've heard. It's sort of designed to be that way. It's designed to be loud, sort of. Well, well, I'm, I'm thank you for your warning, and as I will prepare myself for the for the onslaught. Right. Well, <laughs> we'll go find them, shall we? Mm, right. Yeah. So, so whenever we, we presumably can go and yeah. see him, yes. or we can go and find him, or yeah. so on. Okay. So Nanj will know that when he's in the DJ O'Shea uh, character, he will not wave back at acquaintances. He will not okay. do anything that might give away who he knows okay. and who he doesn't know. Or okay. alternatively, he will just wave at everyone. <laughs> so, so it's will, part of I'll, like the act. Okay. So I'll say um. So with DJ, it's like a it's like a persona. So he, mm. he ain't gonna act like he normally does around you. I understand. He, he ain't to... gonna. He, he's, he's not gonna acknowledge that you're there. Probably. He's maintaining a mask. Right. That's mm. right. I good. think that's him over there, though. Yes, I, I wondered if that was him. Very interesting what he's doing with his face. It's a. It's a mask, isn't it? Yes. Well, but but the kind of mask he's chosen is interesting. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time he came down here, but I think he normally has some sort of get-up like this. Hmm. But I reckon what he's put together here is pretty good, if you ask me. It's a good song anyways, this song, but it's not a... Uh... He's done something interesting with it anyways. I reckon we should go on over there. You, you want us to get closer to it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But won't that mean it'll be even louder? Yeah. Right. But it's sort of the, like, I don't know, he explains it better than I will, but it's, there's something about being, being inside the sound. Mm, no. Being, I... being connected to it in some sort of way. I understand that, Giselle. That is part of the experience. To be transported by the sound. Right, exactly. Yes, to exactly. feel it in your bones. Exactly. Yes. Well, I must, I must do this if I am to. It's like the air, right? So it's like, uh, I suppose it's a bit like a way to connect with Peru. Well, we shall see. All right. I assume at some point when those two come in, Matilda would have made her excuses to whoever she's talking to and headed over to Yanish and Nand as well. Mm -hmm. If they're walking over to DJ O'Shea. So we're heading over to the speakers, I imagine. To to where uh, Dermot is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Mai? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, thanks. What do you think? I think this is improving this cover. Because I've heard this cover before, but it's not like the real version of the song. He's doing some interesting things with it. He's good. He's really good at his job. Yeah, he's pretty good. There's not too many people can improve on Depeche Mode, let me tell you. I know. (laughs) Is she wearing a Depeche Mode t-shirt right now? Yeah. She usually (laughs) is, yes. (laughs) Like this one, which says, reach out and touch faith. I think it's very interesting that he is choosing to speak with so many different voices. (laughs) quite right Um, he's telling some kind of story with it kind of different different voices over the other ones yes Yeah. what do you think? I I don't understand what they're trying to say but I think the message is important that's part of it, you don't need to understand you just, you feel it no Matilda, this is is important this is exactly what he wanted me to hear I'm sure Uh, yeah This this is his this is his true voice, Matilda. He's 
Yes, I, I just, I can't, I can't understand it, but I, I know it is that the message is there. We just have to listen. I think there'll be a lot more messages tonight. I think you, you're going to have to listen real hard, discern them. Yes, yes, I will. I will do my best. I'm probably right. doing a bit of doing a bit of uh, of, uh, of dancing at this point, I guess. Um, yes, and uh, yeah. and actually, he he's weaving it with like it's, he's not only doing those mashups with like a, a very like a cover from a very famous Depeche Mode done by a, an Italian metal band. But he is then using, like, mixing it with, like, really current stuff, like Dua Lipa and The Weeknd and things like that. Then he does something similar to other songs. Um, Come Undone by Duran Duran or, or Bowie, Five Years. He's dropping all the classics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, anyway, as a player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> he's giving this place an 80s and 90s vibe. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful uh, thing. Yeah. It is. <laughs> with, uh, with uh, some mashups of, of current trends and sounds, so it's still relevant, but without being disruptive to to the flow of the music. Also, there was always this debate, Duran Duran or the Patch Mode, which one's the better band? And you, That's not a debate, Carlos, just so you know. Well, the thing is that it isn't because they're very different bands. So you cannot, you know, it's pears <laughs> and apples. Yeah. yeah, it's pears and apples. So if you, you can like both, like me, and, you know, be perfectly happy with that. He throws in some grunge, though. There is some more early 90s, early and mid 90s stuff. So, for example, there are covers done by Pearl Jam. Or yeah. just Pearl Yang song, Pearl Yam or or Nirvana songs, uh, if he can get away with them, because of me, after after all, Nirvana did make a cover of the Man Who Sold the World. So he's yeah. he's looking for those, and he is making this a a a, a sense uh, something a sensory thing, because the area that has been set aside for the music that he's playing and the live music is is next to but slightly separate from other common areas like the bar <laughs> that the cringers are going to be using yeah right and um <laughs> and other seating areas so there is a small divide there so you can still be in the event but not next to the music and you can hear it like slightly loud ambient music or background music so you can still have a chat and maybe have to speak slightly louder and that's it or you can just get into the thick of it and especially when it th there are you know moments of ebbs and flow there are times in which dj o'shea is performing and other times in where there's just a background thing you know preparing for either the the cover band you know the tribute band to come in or for dj o'shea so it's sort of like a two-act night and then you so, have this soft um, ambient sound in the background. At some point when DJ O'Shea is really going for it, Yanash mm -hmm. is going to find a place where he can, where the music feels like it's centering. Mm -hmm. And okay. he's going to, he's, sorry, go on. Just to that point, he's likely, you can get these directional kind of um, speakers. And literally, if you're only in certain places, you can actually hear that particular part of the music. So likely to avoid trying to affect their because it's a relatively small sort of space as mm -hmm. you look the whole thing it's not like it's got lots of different rooms 
the areas for, for sort of the, the music. He would have tried to say, well, there's ambient music around the place, but then if you come into the space, actually it's a bit more like you're actually in a club. So then, but only the people in that space will kind of be experiencing that. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, Jan's going to go to a spot where the music is kind of focused, where he thinks the center of it is. And then he's going to kind of open himself up to the music. And and in his mind, what he's doing is he's, he's kind of trying to understand what Dermot is saying, but also whether this is something that has any resonance with the true gods, right? Whether this is a true spiritual musical thing or, or not. Because he thinks that it could be. Uh, and he said that he would give it his full attention, so he's, that's what he's going to do. Um, kind of on, on every level that he can open his senses to it and see what, see and see if the gods speak through his music or not. Well, I'm, I'm happy to let this be uh, an unspoken dialogue between the two characters, where Dermot uses music to send a message, and Janus can interpret and and react to it and sort of talk back or speak. You know. So so what is sort of the theme or the mood that Dermot is trying to convey. And and it, most importantly, can it be religiously misinterpreted by Janish? <laughs> I think that is the most important point here. So most certainly uh, there is an aspect of this, Carlos, that is uh, Dermot reaching out across, not just here, but beyond to try and call others of the clan together. Any who are out there, he's basically inviting. So this is very much this first sort of part of him doing this uh, is an invitation. So the the hidden elements within there, are an invitation to other other members of the clan to come and enjoy the party. So uh, I don't know how that might be interpreted by. Uh, <laughs> by Yanish, but there is absolutely an element within uh -huh. there where there is, you know, calling out to people, trying to call them in. Mm -hmm. So uh, he will be, he will be trying to reach out in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So yeah, I will be using the uh, the background, the uh, the cobweb thing, to uh, to Ooh. call out. Oh, you're gonna be calling out. Yeah, calling out to others. Ooh, ooh. It's a party. It's an Elysium, so they're all welcome so uh, he will be reaching out and people may choose to listen or to answer but can you please make a charisma plus performance role with your uh, yep. your DJing specialty applies and, uh, so what does the speciality provide again? Uh, one extra die. So when when it comes to when you hit the the performance and choose yeah. charisma as your as the attribute you're using, um, it'll ask you for for any extra dice or bonus dice. You get one for the DJ um, yeah. <clears throat> specialty on perform. And uh, and this is this is you calling out. Yeah, this is me calling out. Add three dice in addition to it. Um, okay. From your from your disciplines, it's not that you are commanding them, compelling them. You're using your mastery of your clan's disciplines to know and navigate more effectively, so your voice and your your message is clearer to all Malkavian in Bristol, especially those who are connected. The more they're connected to the cobweb, 
the better it reaches out. So, okay. yeah, go ahead. Are you going to do a blood search or anything? I guess not, because I think... Not this one. Up. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> no, you're just going to go for the normal on this one. Whoa. Okay. okay, so far you have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine successes, critical win. Oh my god. Even mm. even with the uh, ten on the hunger dice? That's the thing, but you got two tens. Uh, okay. On the so on the non hunger dice. So when you get to make the pairs, if you go, Oh, I like to make it a messy critical, it's up to you if you want to make it a messy crit. But since you have two normal tens, uh we play that yes, you grab your two non hunger die tens, yep. you call that a, a a normal critical and then let the other one sit as a lovely normal success. Well there you are. So that means that you have a total of nine successes, critical win, not messy, which is amazing. And that means that you are riding the cobweb. As, as a surfer, using the waves in the sea to get to the shore, you're riding the sound waves with your mind. You you let each beat. So it, so when the message comes, comes in waves, and you know how to use that to your advantage. Come, the tobacco factory. Tonight, it is here. Brothers and sisters, reaching out, reaching out, and it goes. And this place is gonna get packed for. A good number of Malkavian will show up. <laughs> it's time to party. Now, Janish. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how that translates for Janish, but uh, that's that's certainly what Dermot's doing at this moment in time. Whilst you're in the middle of that, I think I will ask of Janish a resolve plus insight role to see if he can connect. Since he's paying, he's focused on him and he's paying close attention really close attention check out with resolve plus insight yeah and see if he can connect to that so, so i've got oh a whole success a one success do you want to i'm gonna re-roll yeah okay yeah because i think he's genuinely trying to do this yes That's a lot better. Four successes. So, given that um, Dermot had a, a critical win, oh, and don't worry, this was a, a a more of a role-playing character development or interaction development role. So that compulsion or things like that would have been, you know, I would have like brushed them aside. But Janish would have felt a sense of community mm. when he's playing the music in the way he's. And and but also he, you're analyzing his body language and the way he's moving and the way the way he lets himself sort of go with the music. His m body is swaying and moving, but it's not with intent. It's more being let. He he's he's letting his body be moved. He's not like oh yes left right left no no wherever the music takes him, his body will sway back and forth mm -hmm. in that direction. He's deeply connected to it, and and more and more people start joining 
the dance floor. Of course, for Dermot, it will be evident that the people that are coming to the dance floor are especially Malkavian coming first. <clears throat> but, regardless, Janish will also feel it around him. That sense of community is being felt by some of the people around him. Mm. Okay. So I was going to watch all of these random kindred that she's probably never met before <laughs> come so fast and be like, great. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite known. <laughs> nice. So there is, after this first performance of the Yeoshe, which was sort of like opening act for the evening, um, there's going to be like a lull in which Matilda is going to be able to do a lot of, you know, social relations and talk to everybody. But if you guys want to have a chat uh, right before Clarence and Reginald uh, appear, then feel free to do so. Demo will certainly be trying to switch with a double. Yes. To yes. try and basically make sure they can get out. But then there's still somebody on the decks to kind of do some less the, the formal sort of first stuff, but a bit ambient as the band gets set up and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. You can come and join. Right. Um, well, uh, I'll go up to Dermot and just say, that was amazing. Thank you. It's no problem. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's good night. That's nice. I mean, there's a lot more people than I... <laughs> Look, sort of one of the Markovians that she doesn't know. It's like, that's a surprisingly good turnout. I don't think it would be terrible, but there's a lot of people I don't actually know. I didn't want you disappointed, you know. And... I suppose, if I'm honest, I mean, it just kind of, the flow hits you and the likes and uh, you don't really get much of a choice. It's just kind of, it's pumping, you know. But anyway, uh, I might have mentioned it to a couple of people or some such, you know, friends and all. Oh, no, it's, I'm, not, I've, I'm not complaining. You said, you said we could bring a plus one on all, so. Um... <laughs> yeah, it could be a plus 20, that's fine. <laughs> well. Better the party, the more news gets out and everybody knows you're uh, yeah. you're up there for the uh, for the vote, no? Thanks, Dermot. Any problem. It, you know you mentioned uh, the uh, the thing, the favour and all. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking about that. There's this um I'd heard there was some like a Malkavian in the uh, in the um whatchamacallit uh, um, in the Anarchs Anarch. and I was I was wondering if you could like make me a an introduction and all at some point yeah. and 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 just call it even for that you know if you could yeah that's fine i mean who is it uh i've heard i uh carlos would i be aware of the name or um i know there's somebody out there but um of the anarchs uh yeah. malkavian anarch there's a couple yeah yeah uh you have uh lucinda brickstow she is also a, a representative um, uh, for the BS-13 area. And there is also Marcus Shuttleworth, another uh, Malkavian that is around, actually, uh, to, just to name a few. And these are just so some of the honors that are present. For Matilda, it's kind of weird that the representative of the BS-13 area is here yeah 
but, but she arrives. I mean, it. Well, I mean, this is oh, after all like a politely, political thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, very politely say that would have said hello to her when she came in, but mm -hmm. um, but don't I'll be like, well, I mean, there's there's Lucinda, there's Marcus. Do you want? Did you just want any? Malkavian or at some point, I mean, obviously it's pumping tonight and all, but maybe just getting an opportunity to have a conversation another time, maybe, you know, when we're yeah. not uh, busy with other things, you know. Absolutely, I can I can do that for you. Um, yeah, we can make that happen. Nice, sounds good. Yeah, can I ask <clears throat> why I want to have a chat with them? Do you know, clan mates. That's all. Just uh, interested in knowing who uh, who else are the clans around and all, irrespective of uh, you know whether they come or not. It's uh, mm. it's just nice to know who's around. Yeah, it's nice to have um, people who understand, I suppose. Hi. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Cool. Should we go find so, Yanish and. Yeah, I, I, we should probably get on with it. Yeah, so Yanish will probably be heading over towards Derma actually. I just imagine while this conversation's been going on, it's just taken him that long. <laughs> With a cane. <laughs> I think just going through um, the people. Yeah. I think Nand will also want to talk to Derma, but I can't matter this. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he will go up to Derma, and um, when he kind of gets there, he will put a hand on Dermot's arm, obviously without consent, and <laughs> say, um, Thank you. I understand now why you wanted me to listen. Well, it's a truly hear remarkable it. experience. I'm glad. I'm glad. There's not many can hear it through the uh, through the music, you know. Oh no, I could I could hear it, and uh, and it was remarkable. I I understand, and I thank you for sharing it with me. Hey, you're clearly something special there, Janusz. <laughs> well. I think this is a night for you, not me. And you, of course, Matilda. Thank you. Thank you. Are you, um, how are your ears? Like, with the noise? Well, they are. It is a resounding sound, but that is the nature of this experience. It is a thing that must be, must be taken to, to fully appreciate it. Well, you've got to feel it all the way through your bones. That says, you know, if, if you're not, like, feeling the vibrations running through you you're not feeling the proper music mm, yes indeed through the it must be through the bones matilda to truly speak to you have you been up dancing well i have been opening myself to the music but i suppose yes it, it is a thing i've i've danced on occasion i mean you might understand the music a bit more i mean it, like dermot says you feel it in your bones you got to lose yourself to it, you know. Yeah, like what yes. I was doing when I was DJing, you know, just kind of close your eyes and just do what takes the mood, you know. No, I just... agree. I agree. It is important to let yourself go. That is a very important thing. Mm. So, um, one of you, probably Nanjaso, part of the conversation, but not completely involved in it, sees. Is that Hubert? He seems to be like walking in the background, you know, trying not to be conspicuous at all, not mingling with anyone in particular, really. But he's also here. He also noticed, she also notices Clarence arriving with Reginald. And of course, Hubert 
is sort of in the way, and way before the gangrel primogen crosses his path, he moves away. Still within the place, just in a corner. Clarence and Reginald just show up normally, no grand entrance of any kind, but you can tell by the way they're dressed. They're not out of place, they're actually quite well dressed, it's just they're not your typical gangrel at all. Okay. Um, so does Hubert look okay? Like he, he doesn't look in distress or anything? No, he looks slightly, oh. slightly uncomfortable when a group of people is near him. Okay. But then he makes himself you know, scares, goes to another area where he feels more comfortable being on his own, but just listening to the music and, you know, so I'll muttering make a, things to himself. I'll make a note to go and talk to him later. Mm-hmm. But I, for now, I will, um, I'll say to Matilda, looks like our Clarence just got here. Dermot, some point later tonight, can you and I have a chat? Hey, cuss, cuss. Don't seem like now's the time, since... Clarence just okay. rocked up with uh, Reggie. Business first. Right. Mm. Right, Gobby. We uh, reckon we will make a beeline for him. Mm-hmm. What do you think, mate? <clears throat> Showtime. Yeah. Let's do it. So I imagine you split. Nigel and Matilda go to meet Reginald, and the other two stay behind? I will be, when we're on the way over there, I will be. Um, Kind of telling myself under my breath to keep calm. Okay. <laughs> because you're at hunger for. I mean, Matilda can probably hear this, right? But well, I'm like, yeah, I'm just no. like, I'll give her a little like, squeeze. Just forget these are the... Forget these are Forget these <laughs> Just, just white noise. Just, just think of white noise. It's fine. It's hard to have white noise when you've got to talk to him in his face, isn't it? But it's all right. I'm asking him for a favor. It's going to help you out. That's what I got. I want to. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So when you approach him, he he looks very pleased. Huh? Matilda, lovely party that you're throwing. Look at Thank you, you go. Thank you for coming. It's been a while. Um, How have you been? Oh, I've been I've been really good. It's been it's been a busy few months, but cannot complain. May I introduce you to? Reginald Partridge, my child. And my uh, give him a shake. Yeah, he very politely is like, oh, ma'am. Uh, I'll, I'll shake his hand. Matilda. And this is, this is Nan Jusil. Uh, she's uh, an autarchist from uh, the ministry. And Matilda here is a Ventru, as I said, running as a representative. And, and you see that Reginald is kind of like, sort of like, ah, now he's putting like a face to the name. Because it's like, yeah, we're going to Matilda's party. It's like, well, who's Matilda, you know? Yeah. Um, thank you very much for the invitation, uh, Miss Wells. Um, it's a good party, isn't it? Really, really good. Really good. I, Doing I, good so far. Yeah. I, I actually like this, this music. This is, it reminds, reminds me of when I was growing up. Uh, oh, yeah. Was, me too. The music of my youth. Yeah. Are you from Bristol, Reginald? Uh, no, not originally, no. I am from... From East London. Oh, lovely. Nice. And do you like it here? Uh, well, yeah, I've been living here in Bristol for... Uh, since high school, so... Okay. 
for about 10, 15 years. And how are you enjoying um, well, kindred society? I know you're quite new. It's very confusing um, outside that's... the Camarilla because that's what I've been told. But, but I mean, uh, Clarice that's has... Very nice. no, confusing is right. I mean, confusing is what it is. I don't think actually it matters what group you're attached to. When, when it's all new, right? Yes. Because when it's all new, I know, right? Matter, to some degree, it's all confusing and it's all new and it's all yeah. You know, yeah. So, so I, I, I'm also like understanding very well the Camarilla because that's why I'm being told. But I am, I am taking this opportunity. As Clarence said, this is a good learning experience to you know mate, go around mate, and see. You're in. You're in. You needn't worry because Clarence here is a uh, one of the best. It one of the best. Uh, people to teach you this sort of thing in the city yeah so you will be fine you'll be fine you'll be used to it and and you see okay. he turns to to clarence and you know sort of nods and i think okay he, he feels like he's safe in good hands and clarence looks like a child's got a good head on their shoulders mm. <clears throat> well, um could we have sorry could we have a word with you clarence just sorry Reginald. um yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, Clarence says, like, Reg, if you are uh, if you're liking the music, mm -hmm. point out Dermot and say, over there, mm -hmm. and go talk to him because he's the guy who uh, he's the guy who put all the beats together. He's a fucking genius, mate. I'm telling you, it's a big yeah. shot. <clears throat> yeah, oh, well, but perfect. I knows him. I knows him. So if so, if you tell him, I send you over there. Yeah, he will talk to you, tell you everything you want to know about. Oh, okay, so he he's a little taken aback at you saying yes go and talk to him instead of making you know the proper introductions but clarence just gives him a nod and he says well thank you thank you and he walks towards janish and uh dermot constantly looking over his shoulder to see if you are going to signal perhaps i mean yes i'll signal them to say, <laughs> say yeah or probably more likely i'll go oi dermot <laughs> <laughs> That's Reginald I'm sending over to you. <laughs> so so this guy comes Reginald and he sees you, he's like, Oh, I've I've seen I've seen you, um uh um uh, Dermot, right? I, I think I've seen you once when I was introduced. I think you're muted. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't say it properly. Yeah, we met once. We met once, hey. So you're you're in charge of the music tonight? Are you like are you the DJ's manager? I don't know. I I I also didn't catch her name, but she she was telling me that you were in charge of the music. Janis, you want a job? Well, I uh, I have. Uh... Why are you offering me a job, Dermot? I don't know. How good did you at music? Uh, you know, managing the music and all. Something you deemed before, uh, you know. Not really. I'm. I'm. Uh, my specialty is dealing with dogs. If managing dogs is like managing music, then yes, I can certainly help you. Not quite. It's more like herding cats, you know. <laughs> managing dogs. Are, 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 were, were you a dog breeder in? in, in yes. Life? Yes, that's right. And I still, still do that to oh, some extent now. Apologies, where are my manners? I'm, I'm Reginald Pipe yeah. Partridge, and he extends a hand. 
I it's am. normally best to do the proper introductions, you know, before uh, you get started mm. on stuff. We're all very formal in the cam, you know. So yeah, if yes, things aren't yeah. done proper, people can take offence. Yes, I'm. I'm. I really apologise, Mister. Um, I am Reginald Partridge, uh, child of the Gangrel Primogen. Clarice Hillthorpe, and he will like you don't know, give you the full like title, like practice stuff. And Dermot gives it like, an approving nod. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's been taught well. Fair enough. Well, uh, I'm Dermot Brian Clan Malkavian, and I'll give my lineage as, as necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is Yanish uh, uh, Kroll, one of the illustrious members of the. Um, The, the which group is it the library yes that's right i'm part of the library and whilst i'm not part of the camarilla i also agree it is important to do things properly of course mm. you being new and this setting being unusual it is understandable that you might be a little flustered mm-hmm. but in terms of doing other things properly it is always important to uh to do that I imagine being a uh, gangrel and being new, you have not met one of my clan before. Um, no, no, um, I have only met people from the from the six clans of the Camarilla. Mm. Uh, well, uh, s- seven counting us. Um, I have also been ex- you know, explained the situation with the gangrel and the bruya. Um, because it, yeah, it, be, it, I'd be a bit careful about just saying that there's six or seven. People can get uppity about the number, you know. Just say, you know, the members of the Camarilla, the clans of the Camarilla, because it kind of seems to change from time to time. Would yeah. you like me to tell you a little about my clan? Mm. Yes, please. Uh, what's your, your clan again, sorry? Chimitsu. And perhaps the thing that marks us out is our our connection to the land. Just as... I understand your own clan has a, a connection to the wild spaces. Well, kind of. It's more of a... Clarence likes to put it as a, a connection with our... It's sort of this wanderlust and, uh, and this, this, this wild and free spirit. For, mm. some, for some, he says, for, for a lot of people in our clan, he says that it's represented in a connection with the with the wilderness because a lot of people like to roam free out in the world uh, but well, that's not the case for our particular lineage well perhaps if if we are speaking of your clan in general as those who wish to travel and it's the that which calls to their spirits my clan are called to places we have a connection with those sorts of places you see for certain things speak to the land and the land hears it Often things to do with blood. So, for example, if you were to place blood onto the land, the land will hear it and the land will remember. And it is my clan that will hear that message left in the earth. So you Let us imagine, for example, someone wants to leave a body in the land. Then the land would speak to me of such a thing. Do you understand what I mean, Reginald? Uh, can you make a witch plus insight roll to see if he <laughs> understands what you mean? Amazing. Both of us, or just uh... well, I, I, well, are you doing this tr- 
are you doing this looking to get a reaction, uh, Peter? Yeah. Okay, then then instead of being wits, can you use uh, uh, manipulation? Yeah, sure. Plus insight, because it's yeah. both both you're you're prodding, but also just checking. You're you're doing that back and forth. Okay. Well, that's good for success. Yes. About as good as it gets. Even I can be so successful. Okay. So he looks at you. Oh, so you are. I don't. I don't. Do you are you able to see things like the the Toreador and the Tremere and Malkavian, or or is it more like the Tremere's ability to 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 perform blood sorcery, which is still mm. I I I mean mm. I, I I struggle to to I mean I feel silly just saying it. I struggle to, but I shouldn't right. It is not. It is not like the Tremere. Uh, it is important to say that it is. It is nothing. It like. sounds like he's calling you a Tremere. No, I did. I. I did uh, not. I did. I was just. Uh, I'm just curious. I. I meant. I meant no offense. I don't know. I, it is. It is perhaps better to say, for I am not like the clans you mention, that I am sometimes shown things, shown things by the land, and. Well, that makes me wonder if there is anything you wish to say, Reginald. Whether you have ever had an experience of this kind. Speaking to the land? No. <clears throat> no, I I mean, I, I, I do enjoy the natural spaces, but I'm more of a, I was sort of rowing teams and... Um, and yet you have made your mark on the land, Reginald. The land remembers you. I'm trying to make sense of what it has shown me. I wonder if you might help me in that regard. Uh, Dermot, what is the correct protocol in such a situation? What do you think the right thing to do? We have talked about tradition such like well you see in the camera it's important that we give all new fledglings some kind of like a help in understanding the way of things so we like to help each other out you know we're all one community and we uh you know when we have problems we like to reach out and uh, and help one another i'm one of those people you see uh you know um what was your name again? Reginald. Reginald, yes. Now, I'm one of those people, you see, who helps people out if they need to forget anything. You know, covering up any of those little uh, breaches in the masquerade. So, I'm often one of the persons that you might need to come and talk to to try and get those kind of things sorted. So, generally, Janish, it's normally that we help one another. And uh, mm -hmm. if there were any kind of problems like that, you know, we, we talk about it to try and help uh, understand what's gone wrong and what you need to do better. Is that so, uh, something like, like a service and you get boons from that? Absolutely, you pay me a boon. I sort your problems out, you give me a uh, credit. Simple enough. 
Okay, I'm 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 struggling still to understand the the whole boon system. It seems very subjective. Yes, everything is a little bit subjective. It's not like there's cash. So so people just talk about like a minor boon being something small and a major boon being something big. Yeah, that sounds. That, that would be implied by the words you see there. Yeah, but then again, I mean, you look a well-to-do fellow there, Reggie. I'd expected you know your words, wouldn't you? Yes, definitely. But a major. A major, major boon from someone. And a life boon would be like a really big thing, you see. Like you owe them your life. It's like like if you saved somebody from dying, you'd normally give them a life boon. Yeah, but 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 major boons are not equal. Like for the same action uh a major boon owed by me or owned by me is not the same as one from the prince is it no 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 it's all based on differences in in things you know supply and demand and value it's uh you know it's like stocks and shares more than this hard cash so is things it change so is it a common thing that the higher in the hierarchy you are the higher the type of poons or the greater the type of poons you get so it's no, just it... the more valuable things are you know sometimes you know having a boon on the prince is probably better than having a boon from yourself you know because oh yes yes but is it like is at it, the bottom is it a normal thing that for example the 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 prince will have more life boons owed to him uh than other people because he's just higher up is that also how it works i think it works however it works i think you'll figure it out reginald why does the land remember you? Okay, at this point, I think you're going to have to do a composure plus persuasion role because you have not changed your tune on also your expression. You are literally entering social combat. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So, Rob, you were going to say something? Yeah, D uh, Derma is going to be probably playing with his phone throughout this. Mm -hmm. He has some kind of probably messaging with the uh with the dj just to sort of keep changing the music or adjusting things and he's just wanting to basically put this guy on edge you know he's being a bit more aggressive and is actually intending on using uh demon tape on him as well so i'm gonna the, uh... spend another willpower point because what that's how i roll well, I mean, you you were you, before you rolled. <laughs> I needed to know a couple of things first: the help oh, you sorry. were getting, the help you were getting, if you were going to do a blood search and things like that. So you're before, quite before. right. So let's go. So Dermot has been used like dementation in, is a, is a, is an insidious power that you are using over the course of the conversation. So I think that would be the first roll to make. And uh, after that, we will go to, uh, well, ideally, uh, a slightly willpowered, reduced Reginald trying to resist the persuasion checks, the attempts from okay. from Janish. So I'm, I'm setting him up for you, Alanis, so you should just knock him down. Yeah, that yeah, is that is exactly fine. what is happening here. So yeah. uh, could you please uh, roll your um, dementation? Uh, give it a go. And I think it is... Uh, for dominate, it would be I, I think it's manipulation be... plus dominate for dominate. 
I'm gonna, I think I've set it up on my discipline, so I'm going to try pressing the button and see yeah. what happens. Oh, yeah. Magic. Uh, and I am going to rouse for this. So is that two extra dice? Two bonus dice, yes. Two bonus dice. Uh, I don't think I have any specialities. No. Cool. Okay. So, oh, look at that. That's a bit pants. Are you going to um, do a willpower yeah, reroll? Definitely willpower. Definitely willpower that. Yeah, you have one, yeah. two, three, four, like five dice that not non-hunger dice that came up blank, basically. Here's me trying to remember where the willpower. Oh, there we are. Willpower reroll three. Yeah. So that's four successes. Against my composure plus intelligence. Well, plus fortitude if I have it. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so you, you just saying those little voices out. You know, you you can you you are having a double conversation with him, as you are looking at him when you talk to him. You have learned how to hide a second stream of thought. It's like as you are riding a, again on the on the on the sound, but this time it's the sound of your own voice, and it's the stress and the emphasis that you do in certain areas that is going to send he, some cues and some messages and. And also the, the music, you're setting yourself up for this. When Janus calls his attention, it, it basically takes him up a little bit out of that sort of reverie. Um, so Janus, you will get a chance to do your um, composure plus persuasion check. Um, yeah. Would you like me to just re-roll it? Well, or the thing is that you will have... You're having help from Dermot in this yeah. regard. Uh, from his pool of three, that will be an extra die. Are you yeah, going to be doing a blood search? Also, I'll can do a I... blood search. Yeah, well, I'm going to call upon my divine energies. Okay, sure. so Rob, can I ask for you two rouse checks? One for the activation of Dementation and one for the blood search you did for the discipline? Yeah, so I made one. I'll make the second. So, dude, you're supposed to go hungrier. I know. I'm in my element. I'm surrounded by the music. It's feeding me. From, yeah, but, yeah. Okay, so I've I've done my, my two from my divine surge. One divine from um, <laughs> Dermot's support, and off we go. Oh, I think I could. I'm still. I'm going to willpower that because you have exactly three non uh, yeah. non hunger dies that are. Uh, Relevant. Oh, and then I'm gonna make my. I've got a rouse check to do, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. <laughs> Helpful. So that was a fail on the rouse check. Yes, that's great. <laughs> okay, and you got how many? Five successes. Yeah. You see him. So it's like, <clears throat> what? Why? Why? Why would the the land remember me? 
not nothing in particular. Of course, I'm I'm completely inconsequential. And he starts looking over his shoulder. Your words have clearly hit their mark. I'll um, I'll remain in social combat. You, you will, will remain. Say, yeah, and I will say, Reginald, you have not answered my question. Why would the land remember you? What blood have you put into the land? Roll again. What kindred blood have you put into the land? Ooh. Sorry, same again? Um, I, roll again, but it's, this time it's not going to be persuasion. Uh, sorry, com okay. composure. This time it's going to be... Um, no, hang on a second. You're keeping your tone. Yes, it's going to be composure. Okay. And persuasion. You're not intimidating him. You're not goading him. You're not manipulating him. You're do just. I still, do I still get a Dermot support die? Yes, because he's using it through his perform uh, perform skill. Yeah. Okay. As well as well, sort of like a mix of his. Uh, how do you call it? Um, technology. And okay. because he he's basically puppeteering the music that is being used, but also he's engaged in the conversation. So he has both yeah. performance nice. and persuasion and technology. So he has this, the relevant skills to provide at least one yeah. die of support. So I won't rouse this time. Okay. Um, I think I've submitted that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it takes a bit of time. So. Oh, is that just not there actually? You've rolled performance. You yeah, roll persuasion. performance, oh, not persuasion. You Let's try the right thing, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's try the right skill. Please. Remember, kids, roll the thing the GM tells you to. <laughs> so composure, one. All right, sorry about that. Here we go. Okay. So you have five successes. Only one yeah. non-hunger die. Yeah, no, I'll stick with that. Empty. Okay, so you see him like trying to, you know, muster a little bit more of a sort of courage. It's like, oh, we, we are all kindred. We have all, at some point, gotten blood into the land. I am afraid that even the young ones are not exempt to that rule, but the older ones are definitely guilty of other things, right? So right now, it was a tie, but you oh. see this took a toll on him. Uh, you take one point of superficial uh, okay. willpower damage. Yeah. So uh, Yanish is going to stay in social combat, and he's going to say... Sorry, if you want to jump in, by the way... Uh, Rob just say whenever, but he will basically say, um, if you cannot answer the question, do I need to take this up with your sire? He, Perhaps he will understand this matter. As you choose to remain in social combat and mentioned Clarence, he turns slightly over his shoulder, looking to the table in which Matilda and Nagisal are sitting with him looks at Dermot almost pleading 
saying, Not here. There's too many people. Too many people for what? Do you know, we all make mistakes. It's what we do when we fuck up. That uh, it really defines us, so... um. Yeah, but not everybody should, like, know. You no. wish to be discreet. Yes. Well, we could always go out for a cigarette, you know? Yes, yes, let's, let's do that. And he very, he's very docile. Uh, now, Janish is going to start making a walk towards the exit, where Dermot just says, follow me, and starts walking towards, like, deeper into the place. But actually, he he's going to use the service entrance to go to the back, you know, the staff area. That is going to be literally empty of people. Not even kindred or kind that are socializing outside. And you manage yourself to be, sort of after a fashion, pretty, you know, alone, the three of you. He says, why, why would you know of what happens? Do you know this of everyone? I know what I am shown. I believe you were about to answer our questions. Were you not, Reginald? But I didn't do anything. I saw... I saw someone do something. But I didn't do anything. So what you're saying is maybe you tried to help. You were trying to do what you were taught to do. Is that what you're saying? Fuck that, I was trying to hide. Hide, hide what? Because, you know, people find things lying around and people need to not remember such things. And sometimes, therefore, people find stuff out and then people ask questions. Yes, and uh, very soon it comes back to the person. And ultimately, even though it may not be their fault, they yeah, still get the blame for it. They, they shouldn't. That's how this society works, is often you're at the bottom of the pile and the shit falls on you. They shouldn't have found anything. So... So I have, I had this girl, right? Well, we were never a thing, but we were on and off for ages. And now I dropped out of the radar, came back, and, and now I don't, I don't know. This has helped. Uh, and and we're, we're talking again, and, 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 and we're close to each other again. She lives here in Bedminster. This is on our territory. I'm not supposed to be here without Clarence or... I'm not even cleared to talk to people in the library so I can get like permission to traverse. I have no idea. This feels like feudal Japan or something weird where your every move is monitored by your mentor. So on one of my nights, I just went to see Liz and I stayed with her. And of course, I'm not stupid. I left. I didn't spend the night. But before I left, I saw, I saw someone pretty much, I saw someone kill a man. 
Who? A woman. Can see her face real well, and I—it's not like I—I I know many people, but she was definitely kindred because she was really pale. Um, and uh, and this man was sort of paralyzed. She she looked at him, and he just froze. And then she she started circling him, and and then took this nasty-looking knife and started stabbed him right in the back of the head. And as he felt limp, I I mean, they felt though. My line aside, but I could see her hacking at the head, um, and, and sort of sewing until it completely. Sounds like you saw something pretty bad. Um. Yeah. Then she just crossed the street with the head in her hand, and left the body there. And I was this is flat, and I was looking down, and this this is a. This, the body was on the other side of the fence by some bushes in her flat. Things were going to get bad and people are going to, we're going to start asking questions and, and Clarence would have known I was there and no one was supposed to know I was there. So I, I, I called someone like, like you said to, to clean up the mess and I gave them a boon for it and they were supposed to take care of the mess. So I don't know why, why you, Mr. Are saying that you, you have the land, Saying that they saw me, or 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 however it is that your things work. This woman, what did she look like? You said you did not see her face, but surely you saw something of her. Yes, um, she was white. She had dark hair. I don't know if it was dark brown or black. The night I couldn't see that much. She was white very pale um she she didn't look super tall com compared to the man but i mean I, I only have like the reference from the distance uh she was she was wearing like an old sort of like a long long cloak like with a hood uh but the hood was down i i couldn't see her her face because her long hair was covering her features um but i'm uh, I sort of like she has like uh, from her profile from what I could see she had like this, this sort of Roman nose uh, I don't know I if I saw her again I probably would recognize her but I I of course I haven't and, uh, and the person who dealt with this told me not to bring it up or mention it to anybody see did you talk to anyone? Who told you about this? It is a sorry fact, Reginald, that in this society, you do not get to ask us the questions. Well, what is it to you? Neither of you are an anarch. Will you What's listen that to have to do with anything? 
I feel like I'm being questioned as if like this is like you're the police or something and I have to explain I don't I don't have to explain myself I'm the child of a primogen <laughs> and then he composes himself he remembers his place he remembers that there's some th something somewhere out there there's a point of status waiting for him in his character sheet The primogen who be, I'm sure, real happy about some of this story. How do you imagine the gangrel primogen would feel if he was, if it was become known that his child was breaking the accords? I was, I wasn't breaking the accords. I was just. You were just where you should not be without permission. Yes, that is different. I was not outright breaking. You were in a territory without permission. It is a very serious crime. And in our, uh, you know, in the cam, there's this thing called domain, you know, you're not supposed to really invade people's domain without getting permission, like. Yeah, but I, I really tried to get a hold of that Felicity woman, but I've only been in one, one event at Ashton Court when Clarence paraded me a little bit to the other factions, but I've not been allowed to mingle with them. So I don't, I the, I don't know if that's the only person I can talk to for, for going into Bedminster. I, and also I, I don't, I don't know if Clarence, like I've, I've asked Liz to no. move. And she basically won't. you're uh, breaking the rules just so you can wet your whistle and all. That sounds like a really, uh, you know... You don't get it. It's not that. Oh, it's something else. Okay. And for a moment, you see that feral glint flash on his eyes. And you're like, whoa, he might be a, a fledgling, but he's still a gangrel fledgling. He ain't no puppy. He's, he ain't no pushover. He's being very polite, but... There are some buttons that would be dangerous to push. So, well, it is clear that you wish this matter to be over. I thought it was. A kindred is dead. And the killer is still loose. So this matter is not over as far as we are concerned. Now, your sire is very sociable. And I understand or wish to introduce you to many kindred of the city. I would suggest that you take a great deal of interest in meeting new people in Bristol. You keep your eyes open for this murderer. And should you identify them, you should come and find us swiftly <clears throat> and let us know. And then we might speak of this matter being over. So, give you a number to call. And, uh, should you see it or anything, or find anything out about this, or just record anything else, maybe you can give us a call. What if I see her again? Why should I talk to you and not to the Anarchs and let them know that I found their killer? How about... 
You see, you don't really Wait. understand the rules yet. So perhaps you just worry about the fact that uh, we're asking you nicely. But but you want me not, to you want me to call you instead of calling the Anax. You want to call the Anax. I'm sure that would go well down with the uh, the Kaminol, you know, reaching out to have a chat with the Anax. I mean, that's the beginning of the end. See what happened with Matilda like, you know, you don't end up on the friends list. Can there are there are ways? I I know already some people. Original, I got someone the to please. Conversation is over. Understand that our coterie is a multi-faction one. Well, if, if you want me to call you first, what do I get in return? You get us not telling your sire, you imbecile. It's your word against mine. Rich and I, I have, I have an alibi. Ironclad. Reginald, you see, kindred are being killed. You see, and uh, you have an opportunity here. And if you actually like listened properly, like you seem like an intelligent fella. And you'd understand that maybe you have some actual credit here and some benefits. You know, if you actually contact us, maybe you could help rather than being a bit of a twat. We're all on the same side here. I'm sure that you you took the right action. You tried to help, tried to get rid of the body. That's the right thing to do, you know. It's just... Unfortunately, things beyond your comprehension just ended up leading us back here. So, we're not enemies. We're trying to help you. You look at him and he looks really cross at that, he says. You're from the library, right? Sorry, is he looking at me when he yes, says that? Yes, he's looking at you, Janet. I am an associate of the library. <laughs> You, Dermot. What is the the what is the law of the Camarilla regarding a a boon that is that was not? I gave a boon for a service. I the service wasn't completed to your satisfaction. Yes, but I don't think I can go against the kindred themselves without making a huge mess of things and you see him he's starting i mean of course you already chipped away at his willpower over the course of the evening so he's struggling to keep to rein the beast in he seems to be doing a formidable job though credit to his gangrel blood but still very feral and he looks very displeased that he offered of course you know it was a life boon he hasn't said it um, and now he's realizing that you are questioning him because there was a cock-up when that boon was being, you know, that service was being delivered, not to his satisfaction. So he doesn't like where he's at. He says, who, who would be the person that I need to talk to? And no, I don't want to talk to my sire. Feels like more your territory, doesn't it, Yanosh? Uh, I mean, it does the boons and all, isn't it? This is a new. This is a Camarilla boon. Aye, Camarilla boon. I see. So well, there are those in the library that know the accords better than anyone. And if you yeah, but see... the Camarilla boons are 
are the purview of the Camarilla. They don't they don't follow the occurs of the library. Well, normally then, it's the person who records the uh, Camarilla boons, so no doubt uh, it would have had to be recorded. You did tell somebody, didn't you, that the boons are there? Yes. But that'd be the person you need to take it up with. Of course, I mean, these things sometimes it's best to leave them in your pocket, but obviously you don't want to let it fester there, because otherwise the assumption is that they've done the job and they say, why didn't you come forward sooner? But of course you might be making a bit of an enemy if you decide to come forward and such a thing. But boom breaking isn't exactly a small thing. I mean, you might be able to negotiate it down, maybe. If it were a big boon that you owed. Maybe you can get it down to something smaller or something like nothing. But uh, you probably want to chat to the arbiter uh, of such things in the uh, in the camp. Yeah, Michaela. Hmm? Michaela is a friend of the person I owe the boon to. Yeah. But she should be impartial, right? Have you learned nothing so far in your time? Nothing's impartial in our world. Do you want some support in that? Yes, yes. I will I will call you with information the moment I see this person or if I recall anything else. First, if you provide me with the support I need to negotiate this boom down or at least bring myself free of it. Sure, let's consider the, uh, an exchange of services. I'll help you with some teaching of the way of things by helping you deal with Michaela and you uh, give us what information you can if or when you see anything. He straightens at that. He straightens, fixes his shirt, extends his hand and gives you a firm handshake and says, you got yourself a deal. Very formalized with Janish present and exchange of services. I... Apologies for my behavior. I, I could not understand the reason behind your inquiries and your questions. Turns out you're not the people I should be angry at. My apologies. Bygones be bygones, you know. Hmm. I... How do you enjoy the rest of the evening? There's a nice band on in a minute. Mm. I will yes. definitely try. <clears throat> Gentlemen, and he gives himself a moment, breathes in, even though he literally doesn't need to, and walks back in inside. So the two of you are out there. What do you do? Happy with that, Janish? Yes, though I must say, these fledglings. Mm. I think they're going downhill. <laughs> well, you know, you can only lay the blame at the sire, really. Quite. He's a pretentious twat, isn't he? Yes. Poor guy. But, uh, but yes, I am satisfied, and thank you for your part in that. 
Is that it's our okay. first thing we have attempted together? And I feel it was... went well. I, I hope you don't mind me, you know, with the whole pointing and saying, I think he's calling you a Tremere. I was trying to, like, buck him up on stuff. I know that you probably take that kind of thing personally. Like... Yes, I do, extremely personally. But I understand where you were going with it. So it's... Um, I, I, good, good. I wasn't actually saying, because I, I suspect that might not have been, you know... I thought afterwards, maybe, maybe I might have put my foot in it there, but you know, all seems okay. Hmm. But I yes. mean, we have to cut the guy some slack. I mean, after all, if he did try to do the right thing. Yes, yes, of course. Uh... Oh, credit to him. But uh, he didn't go and get himself killed. Could have been two bodies that night. Hmm. Yes, I understand all of that. I just wish he had understood his own situation a little more quickly. It was rather tedious having to point it out to him more than once. He's, I knew they were all learning anti, you know, just um okay. I thought you had a lot of patience there, Yanish. A lot of patience with him, so. Ah, well. Losing your shit. Like thank you. I, well, I, well, it is not, uh, this is not my... Domain, it would hardly be appropriate. Yeah. Should have taken him back to your place then and broken him a bit. Okay. <clears throat> so, with that, the two of you, <laughs> I, I assume, unless you have something else to add, go back in. <laughs> you'll go back in. Um, it is worth mentioning that, I mean, for all his faults, poor Reginald is still a Kami boy. He's one of the cam boys and uh, <laughs> didn't feel. Sorry? Sorry? The cam boys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the cam boys and uh, it didn't feel like you had his best interests at heart, uh, at heart uh, Dermot. For my faction, right or wrong, is he's one of our chronicle tenants. So um, by, by not standing up you know either trying to solve things in-house or standing up for him in front of another faction in this case Ganesh uh you would be gaining a stain uh do you have any convictions that would have you know allow that would allow you to shield yourself from incoming stain a couple of them might do it. I mean, mm -hmm. we are on, I might say, a noble purpose. So if your purpose is noble, God will absolve you of your sins. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are we are trying to hunt down a murderer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, I, I hear some lag. Sounds, sounds like a lot of lag there. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, you're... Yeah, I think that's the closest I'm going to come on uh, trying to blag it down. But... Um, we are, you know, we are trying to hunt down a murderer, so uh, that's the closest. So if if your purpose is noble, God will solve your, your sins. Wow. Actually, I think I think you get away with it because of the, the specifics of the situation and also the way it's phrased. It's basically your purpose was noble. So if God were to punish you for going against your flag, faction... Right or wrong, which is what the Chronicle Tenants do, basically. Mm -hmm. Since your purpose was noble, you feel that you are absolved of that. 
as in, yes, we're trying to, especially because you're a Christian, a Catholic, one of the Ten Commandments, you're trying to put to set things right. So I will allow it. You will shield that stain yeah. off. You gain no stains. But now that conviction is spent and, yep. and you will need to engage with, well, with Cat Gomez again if you want to refresh that uh, that conviction. Really? Meanwhile, I don't know if you want to make a, uh, uh, if you want to make a scene out of this uh, Bex and and Matilda sorry, Bex and Alice with Matilda and Nangisel, Uh because it's, it, seems, it seems more like you are the distraction trying to get a negotiation in which you are trying to leverage yeah. how much like support can he provide that is worth him paying that minor boon. Yes. But also actively making sure that his back is to everything that's going on. <laughs> at, at all points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't know that I necessarily think we need to play it. I don't know what you, you think, no. Alice. I'm, but, no, I'm, I'm but yes, I mean ultimately I think Nanja's not somebody who is going to be she basically will spend the minimum amount of time possible interacting with this man. Such that she'll be on the lookout for whenever Reginald comes back. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that, so that so obviously so that her, her part in that is done. Because from her perspective, the longer she spends talking to him, the more likely it is to go wrong. So therefore, <laughs> therefore the risk mitigation is keep quiet. And then and then but yes, but then organize to have the boom paid off so that he he his he gives his support to Matilda. Okay. Okay. So what he says that what what, what he agrees to says, well, I can provide a, m a small measure of support or, or he says he can provide a small measure of support because he has been given a uh, domain around uh, Redland. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, of course, the whole of Redland is not his domain, uh, but he's closer to, the, to, to Clifton and the Downs and, you know, Cotham, mm -hmm. Redland. So where he is... He actually votes uh, as as a member of that thingy on the BS eight. Yep. He mm. he 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 casts a vote, being sort of the owner of the of the border in the BS eight area, and the BS eight is a neighboring area of BS three. Yep. So yep. if he sort of shows his support of Matilda around the BSA people, then, of course, when he goes to vote there, those voters might be swayed, even though they're not directly voting. They vote di indirectly for you. Yeah. He might, I mean, he's just, there's there's so much he can do. But it's a minor boon, so he will yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. But he says that if you're happy, he will have his his child aid in this as an opportunity sort of like, like a teaching moment basically he's not letting his child out of his side uh, while he's doing this but he's it sounds like he's trying to groom him for something I will definitely agree to this if, if, or if, yeah. I'll agree on my behalf or obviously yeah. not, not on Matilda's behalf but this is fine I kind of want to see where he's going with this yeah likewise so. Oh, if so, 
there's a little bit of back and forth and at some points you go like wait a second but when you say this and of course yeah. you you already know exactly what he means but you want to draw out the conversation yes until reginald shows up he come and uh, clarence makes a gesture to approach after you have finished the conversation like have you been enjoying yourself oh, <clears throat> yes uh yeah i had a, a conversation with with your friend talks to you yeah he's a bloody genius yeah. anyway music yeah. um yes yes um looking forward to to the other acts um yeah it's the live band coming in and yes they should be in about 10 minutes okay are you gonna come dance him uh, well it depends uh they say it was a tribute band but i i know nothing else yeah well that's all you need to know that's all you need to know i'll be dancing you come do come with me um he looks at clarence and clarence goes like yeah uh, um maybe yes yes definitely so anyone sure. wants to do anything else now because i assume after this uh nine yourself the you you no longer owe a boon to him it has been well sorry he no longer owns you know, a boon yes. to I you also yes uh it's not been fully cashed in that the service has not yeah. been paid for but you have called it yes remember he so it's in that state it's considered yep. being called and he's in the process of paying it yep which is basically the status you are with teach in that exchange of boons that you've been doing like he immediately you owe a boon that he already calls for yep he's cashing it in mm -hmm. so otherwise I, I i think i'm only wanting to talk to dermot but but I, that can be you know whenever okay so matilda at some point will probably well she will be doing a lot of small conversations yeah. and then at some point she will have a a chat or or maybe say some words yeah she'll get up and have probably just before the okay um, so let's see how how interestingly successful this might have been can you please do a charisma plus politics role with one one success from dermot he will not give you a die he will give you oh, a success thank you Dermot. and apologies and can you tell me again what that is what role charisma oh. plus politics also that that um that success that he's giving you is a 10. for one of the people who shows up and shakes your hand is prince nathaniel Fuck, all right. Of the Camarilla. Jesus. Who? Right. I mean, why would the Malkavian prince come to this event, you know? Right. As soon as he comes in, she has a moment of, like, her eyes go very wide, and then she'll go up to him and... Oh, yes, your composure sucks. So, yes, yes, yeah, you will not be able to hide your surprise. He's just fucking... Yeah, actually, oh, yeah, no, my composer's not very good. Um, <laughs> I should try and remember what like what the right things to do are from the Camarilla and, and do those as best as she can. Um, and just say, um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to see you. Oh. Uh, hello uh, thank you for yeah. for hosting this lovely event in an elysium it, it allows others uh to see yeah. uh the workings of the rx uh may i yeah. wish you the best of luck in the coming election and he sh extends his hand to shake it 
And you could swear you hear a click from the shutter of a phone camera somewhere around you. Yeah. Okay. And it's probably paparazzi squid or pap more, more likely paparazzi Audrey, who as a Panu Hakim who likes photography. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of grip his hand and just say, um, uh, thank you. I mean, I, as you know, I'm part of a multifaction coterie, so I, I value anyone from any faction coming and joining. I think we all should be together and collaborate. Well, then I will, I will lead you to, to talk to your... Well, re representees, I'm, I'm apologies. I am I'm not very familiar with the terminology. That's absolutely fine. Um, I hope you have a good night. Um, thank you very much. And okay. he turns around and sort of like sees someone that he recognizes and starts walking in their direction. And uh, Nanjisel, you can see Hubert having like a, a face, like a relief, a sense of relief. He's like, oh my god. And Hubert walks towards him and they start chatting away in a corner, like. But he feels so much more at ease now that Nathaniel is around. Uh, you also get wind of, of Prince Nathaniel showing up, Dermot. And, uh, and, and it's weird. It's like, well, from Matilda's point of view, he's the most important Volcavian in the city. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> is it the most important uh, Volcavian in the city? But regardless of faction, people are... You know, gravitating towards him and sitting down. Dermot will know. With the exception of one probably curious anarch, everyone gravitating towards Prince Nathaniel is a Malkavian, even yourself at some point. And it's not him. You know, this is both of your doings. You know, he also writes the cobweb. And the moment he said, Yes, I'm going, the others listened. And they realized it was a safe place. It was a safe moment. That's what draw. Uh, that's what drew people like uh, Hubert to this place. So, could you please do a yeah, charisma sorry. plus politics check, adding a ten, basically a, 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 an automatic success in the form of a ten, because Dermot, who was going to give you just a success, upgraded it with his critical win. Okay. Well, I assume I don't put that in modifiers. We just like no. Just add and you also cannot do a blood search because this is a sustained thing across the the night. So it's not like you're just uh, you know That's increasing fine. your blood every single time you talk to people and going hungry very quickly. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Do you want to do a willpower reroll? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> you can do only reroll two dice. That is absolutely fine. I'll do that. Miserable, absolutely miserable. <laughs> okay, so thanks oh, wait, to Dermot's success, which is yeah. a ten, a normal one, and you're a ten in your hunger die, you're getting a critical, yeah. a messy yeah, one. Yeah. Oh wait, not a messy one. It is a messy one. It is a messy one. <laughs> cool. But that means that you have six successes, messy critical. Beautiful. I think the most appropriate thing here. Mm. is to say that it was a resounding success. You, though, will gain a compulsion. Probably your clan one. I will think about it over the break. Now, I do believe we have shout-outs. Well, we do. We do. Um, get, so, one get of the ready. things that... 
uh, I want to do is welcome. We have a new supporter uh, on Patreon. So, uh, Jason Schneiderman, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, thank you to everybody who uh, has been supporting us for a long, long time. Um, we very much appreciate it. Also, very exciting for the first time, we now have a prince on the Discord. Hell to the yeah. So, all hail Prince David. Yeah. Um, and give him your full respect. And uh, and we will be in touch with you, uh, your Royal Majesty, pretty soon to um, to talk about juicy good things to give you. Yeah. So uh, yes, a special thank you to you and and for your long term support as well. Yeah. Uh, there's also the vote. <clears throat> so later in this episode, we will have the vote, and then later this week, the ghouls will have the vote, and then we will see the results of the votes next week. So just letting you know that one. Um, it is a quarter to nine here. We will go in a 15-minute break. Hello and welcome back for part two, season two, episode nine of Blood on the Severn. And uh, we left things with Matilda being very, very efficient, very good at what she did. A lot of networking, a lot of good interactions. You were seen with a lot of, you know, movers and shakers of the political scene, both Anarch and from other factions. But something steers, like, the need to rule rears its head in your blood. You will gain, because of the message critical, you did succeed, and you critically succeeded at your at uh, your task so i will not take away from it at all actually i will give it the the full impact but but you will gain your clan's compulsion arrogance so basically you will stop at nothing to assume command of a situation yeah someone must obey an order from you in any action not directly associated with leadership receives a two dice penalty okay um, the compulsion lasts until an order has been obeyed. Okay. Though the order must not be supernaturally enforced, such as through dominate. Correct. So just keep that in mind. You're feeling empowered. You're feeling already like the representative and and something inside <laughs> of you. Possibly go wrong. I mean, something inside of you tells you this is this is what you're meant to do and of course it's a compulsion so it's, this is sort of like matilda doesn't realize this is taking place she, she this is just the state of mind she's in she should just be in charge that's fine. yeah i mean you're a ventru aren't you so nanjusil and dermot uh, well sorry mm -hmm. after the party is over. Do you want to talk that same evening, or do you want to talk the, the following evening? I mean, probably that evening, actually, we, uh, if there's time. Yes, I mean the the party ends. They're not. You're not going to party until dawn. At some point, the tobacco factory is supposed to. You know, people are supposed yeah. to be taken out. Um, so, <clears throat> even though you manage to to make it into a slightly later night at around two or three a.m., Dermot is just there packing his stuff probably with some of you guys help and then you manage to to find a 
a moment to have a chat with him. Okay. So uh, I'll say, uh, worry, mate. Hey, Nanch. Did you enjoy the Depeche Mode bits? I know, uh, I know you have a fancy for them. It was a pretty, it was a pretty fucking good mix, I thought. I mean, and you won't normally hear me say that because, you know, I liked it best when they're as was, but I thought you did some interesting things. But I thought it was good. That's uh, that's high praise coming from you. Well, you know, I calls it how I sees it. I um. Thanks. I came to thank you, actually. Why? Yeah, you know we um. We went out after my dad and all. And, oh yes. Uh, and it it was a good thing, I think. It was uh. To what I needed, get my mind off things, right? I'm glad that's, and, that's uh, the idea, generally. Well, yeah, I, I mean, say so I was fucking hanging the next day, right? I didn't even know he got up and looked rough as a badger's ass. It's not in a, you know... I don't know. I don't know what... I don't remember everything what we we were eating. But I, uh... I assume that you had some sort of, uh... You added something to it, right? Added something to it? Oh. Yeah. Hey, well, if you're eating what I was eating, then uh, that was probably quite a lot of. Um, I was eating you know, what you. What else was I going to eat? I remember now. Yeah, no, I, I apologise for that. I normally have a little bit more than people can handle. So. Um, That's what you normally eat. I. Mate, you're having a laugh. That is not. I. How are you standing here? How are you? How are you? Are you standing up right now? Well, you know, How does that even work? everybody has their own diet. So I saw this documentary once about people that only eat like McDonald's. It's messed up. But you know, it works for them. It works for me. So bloke what made that documentary is dead, then. I saw my. Well, it doesn't work for him then, do it? <laughs> well, anyways, that's good to know. So what you're saying is... If we go out again, maybe we don't eat the same thing. I'll have a kebab or something. Oh, it depends. I mean, some people like the hangover, don't they? Yeah, I had a conversation with Janusz, what I've got to tidy up after the following oh. day. It was not, I was not my best, should we say. I, I understand. I mean, obviously there's a lot going on at the moment. Normally I'd say, you know, you normally you plan for like a couple of days afterwards that you're not doing anything after a proper week and all. Well, but it I was a bit spare of the moment, so I'm I'm sorry about that. If you need me to help in any way, I can I can apologize to Janish too for for kind of leading you without maybe I mean I was just in the moment, I just didn't really think about it too much. No, 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 you ain't gonna apologize for nothing. You made that choice, so I'm responsible for it. And so it is. But either ways it would have been good to know ahead of fucking time that I should have taken two days bleeding off if I was going to eat the same thing as you. Uh, you know now then. You know then. But, you know, it inspired me. Just think about it this way. It inspired me to create what was uh, here tonight. You inspired me. Well, uh, that, you know. that, that seems like a good thing. Indeed. Seems we did spend half an hour of you 
arguing maybe about, you know, Depeche Mode and how they was like pretty much the be all and end all of music. It's because I fucking are, mate, I'm telling you. Mm. I mean, I don't care what these new fucking people you mix them up with are. They ain't as good as a real thing. Just saying. Anyway, I... As long as it helped you along the road you need to go, I mean, you know, as long as you feel better about uh, everything. I do feel better. I do feel better. I wasn't... I wasn't ready, you know, for that. It, I think I said to you at the time, it's not what I expected. I don't think he was going to be gone, right? But it's, but it's it's good in some ways, right? Because, uh, well, it means I, uh, I've got a clearer path now. You know, I know he's not hanging around, and that means he's, uh, he's happy with how I am, what I'm doing, right? So, I'll be pretty good, right? Anyways. Give us a hand with the stuff, then. What's that? Give us a hand. We need to get all this out and... Uh, oh, yeah, all right. All right, all right. Do you get... Oh, wait. Do you need some more help? I can get, uh, get Lug to come on down here and help us, can I? Oh, that'd be lush. <laughs> That's what, what you say, you isn't say? it? Yeah, that is what I say. It don't sound like coming out your mouth. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it'd be lush. I'll get Gert down here. I'll get Lug down here, even. And, uh, and he'll help us out. Right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do that, and I'll help. I'll okay. help Dermot tidy up. Cool. So, Matilda, you said you wanted to have a chat with Squid? Yeah, I imagine he's just helping to set things up, or he's, like, yeah, still there. Yes, actually, he, he has done his part, and he's staying out of the way, like the musicians. Um... Uh, and they're in their tribute act highly successful but they're now taking care of their equipment and he's just taking care of of the stuff that he was supposed to <clears throat> and now he's st staying out of the way of people with audrey um they're they're having a look at, at their at the cameras and phones and stuff okay i'll go up to them and be like um well that was job well done there was so, <clears throat> so many people um, oh. We ha we have you shaking hands with at least 30, 32, 32 kindred. 32. Only 32. Well, uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, I mean, that is what? That is a little bit. That, that's less than half the population of the city. <laughs> but, no, thank you for all this i know i know it was a lot to put together in like a week yes but, but you did a good job thank 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 you um do you do you think now now i i like your 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 speeches and 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 your conversations you were i think you were really good thank you i think yeah i think it went quite well and Audrey puts a hand on his shoulder and says, what he's trying to say is, job well done. Pat on the back to all thank of us. You. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, Actually, and... I'm kind of relieved that the prince showed up. I was starting to feel a little uneasy. People are looking at me funny for being Camarilla now. It's like, it's okay, baby, you shouldn't be. That's fine. I mean, you have Dermot over there. He's, we've got plenty of people on Anik. Yeah, uh, you... Murray was really, really happy with 
with the music. He really liked it. He's outside helping move stuff, but he he really liked the the music. But I don't think he wants to be, you know, fawn, fawning over DJ O'Shea because he's a friend of yours. No, like I, I will get him that autograph. I know he said no, but I think he probably wants it. Yeah, that would like be just nice. being just being modest. Maybe um, maybe getting a mixtape. Like, babe, no one uses mixtapes anymore. I, I will. Um, I think he'd like a mixtape very much. I'll ask Dermot. See? Maybe. Now he's not doing this and making 50 fucking Depeche Mode remixes <laughs> worth more time. <laughs> um, I look at Audrey and just be like, are you... How are you holding up in the other camp? Well, you you know how it is, isn't it? Is I it do. Is it like that everywhere? It is. It's, um... It doesn't feel very different from the structure I had with my own clan. But, I mean, we were always very few. We were just three. But our structure has always been like that. So it doesn't clash. It's just more people. It's just like the family grew in a weird way. I, I don't know. I do I do feel that it's, has, it has impacted definitely on my day-to-day -day. um now yeah. now getting getting to see frankie is is a little bit more of a struggle uh we have managed to <clears throat> secure safe passage uh for for myself here uh but it's uh, it's because i used to be an autarkist i guess um yeah and the the company you're keeping at the moment, are they, I don't know, Paul. are you finding them? Paul? I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I don't, I barely know them. I definitely do not know their intentions. It was pretty easy with the autarkists. You, you knew what you were getting into, you know, everybody was yeah. in it for the business and it was pretty much like a job. And if someone was underperforming, someone higher up will get rid of him or teach himself. As, yeah. It's not, not quite so. as clear in the camera, though. It's a bit more cloak and dagger. Yeah. Just watch out. I and you're not stuck. I mean, there's always another way out. Doesn't feel like it, though. They tell that, you know, some people call us the clan of assassins and the like. We just have. I get a, a, I guess a different agenda. We're more looking mm -hmm. into the interests of our clan, and and each person in our clan has a, a defined role, you know, casts mm -hmm. they call it. And mm -hmm. um, sounds fun. Well, there are those like face all who are wise and and know the the old ways. Then my brother is from the warrior caste, so he's basically an enforcer. And I am what they call the vizier, if you can't believe that. I'm just supposed to be the the face, the diplomatic part. And and it suits me. I like negotiating and, and engaging with people and socializing and, and, and coming to you know to deals and agreements and 
with the camera relay so much trickier. Yeah, they have their own um, their own structure, their own way of doing things that at is least hard to break into. Yeah, but at least there is a structure. That is the only saving grace. Mm. Uh, dealing with the anarchs was interesting because everyone will be different. But then the camera lies. Sorry, what? No, did you get any say in in the move? Absolutely not. That's not good enough. Um, you should be able to decide who you spend your time with, with what you want your life to be. I. I don't want. I don't want to be. <clears throat> And Squid says, it's, it's, it's okay, babe. We we know you mean well. Like, well, I feel a, a strong connection to to my sire and my and my brother. Uh, the three of us are, are a group, are a unit. And, and Faisal has never made a decision that has put us in jeopardy or danger or anything. Everything he has done, always. Even when, even if it doesn't look like it, it's always in our best interest. And it's a, it's a weird thing to have. Uh, I'm not going to say that we have the best of relationships. Like, no, we are more like a family. Yes, I have arguments with my sire, mm -hmm. just as I had arguments with my parents when I was a, a mortal. But, but it's a lot, of, a lot about respect and, and the culture that we have in this little family of ours. So when he made the call, I mean, it's not that he had a say either. Our clan was joining a faction. Yeah. This came yeah. from really high above. Yeah, I understand. And it's hard to um, disagree with family. Um, I understand that. But there is... If you're unhappy, no one should hold you back. So, just... I know it's, it's early days and the Camarilla might fit you better in the coming months. Selfishly, I hope they don't, but... Um, you, um, you're not, you are in control of your own life, so. Well, oddly enough, oddly enough, I am. It's just that I am in a, in a weird environment that I don't like. Okay. But, it's good that Faisal is also the permagen. Mm. Um, yeah, that helps. But there are some other brothers and sisters coming. Faisal wants to grow the numbers a little. It's difficult. Because How many? Not many. I, I would assume two or three more. But now that the Pano Hakim are part of the Camarilla, he just wants them to be a little bit of a stronger voice. Okay. Hopefully that'll help steer things in a better direction i mean the the prince is nice though the prince is very like yes yes he is that That's scares me he's lovely he's amazing he's helpful that scares me a lot matilda i saw you shaking hands with him tonight and, and i don't know how he came here but he is an old old kindred he used to be a seer, or that's what they say. 
So be careful. Yeah. Very careful around him. I will. You as well. I'll manage. Also, I'll pass you the bill later. <laughs> Look forward to that one. <laughs> Campaign funds, they come and go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cheers. And then at the end, um, Squid hands you over a, a picture of you. Well, in, he shows it to you in the camera. Yeah. It's like, do you like this one? And it's a really nice picture of you just looking to the side when you're talking with someone and you can see the fire and the passion. You know, it's like you're talking yeah. about something meaningful uh, yeah. to you. And I just look at it yeah. for a little while and then just say, yeah, that was perfect. And it feels like a successful night. So I would imagine the following night, well, at the end of that night, the Coterie will reconvene unless Peter wanted to to talk to somebody. I think you mentioned something. Uh, the only thing I was going to say was that before the end of the night, Yanish will go and feed. Yeah. But in terms of this stuff, otherwise it's, you know. Are you hunting or are you just tapping into your, your I'm herd. just I'm I'm just receiving a gift from the faithful. Okay. How much are you slaking? Uh, I'll be slaking two. Ooh. Okay. Oh yeah, because you did a lot of rouse chicks and stuff. Yeah, but but yeah, I don't know if the coach we do want to talk this night or whether Also I believe you fulfilled your conviction your desire. Which was a, to talk to Reginald, I think you mentioned. I don't know what or if your desire had changed, uh, I don't. I hadn't. I hadn't officially changed my desire, which was around uh, hunting down. Sorry, identifying the vulnerable in. Oh yes, sorry, sorry. My, my apologies. I forgot about that one. Yes, that's no, right. Okay, so uh, Janice will be able to do that while Dermot and Matilda clear up things, and around at three in the morning, you're all good to go. At three thirty, you are uh, back in the new HQ, in the studio. Let's call it the studio. Um, so all of us are there. Uh, um, yes, I would. I would assume. Yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. He'll just um... throws herself down on the sofa, just exhausted. <laughs> Mate, you must be knackered. You talked half the city, haven't you? Fucking shagged. Oh my god, it was. Yeah. No. What you yeah. were doing looked like, like much less fun than that, mate. What? I said what you were doing looked like much less fun than getting shagged. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, it was... It was really good. It was really, really good. It was a success. Were it? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, the fucking prince turned up, so I think it was. Oh, yeah, that night. was weird, wasn't it? Uh, well, what was that all? I mean... That was down to you, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, the music was down to you, so it was... Well, you got some appeal, it seems, you know, the princess wouldn't turn up. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's encouraging. It's very so, encouraging. well, I wish he would have said so. I wouldn't have needed to spend that boon to get Clarence. Would I? Prince turns up. <laughs> Clarence to do whatever he bleeding says. Yeah, but you, you did very well with Clarence. I tell me, very impressed. you know what? I'm glad you noticed it because I didn't I mean, lose my shit not at all. Did I? I was going it's, to ask think... how that went. I understand he is not your well, he's a kindred platy. of choice. 
I mean, Nanj kept it to like one syllable words mostly, which was, I think, wise. Um, well, I think it is a good sign that you're able to confront those that disrespect you in a calm manner. Well, good thing, Nandazel. Very good. It seemed, it seemed like it went all right there, my. I think it went very well. I mean, I think it's, I mean, well enough that I don't see Felicity doing anything like this. So. I'm confident. No. Well, what about you two? I sent Reggie down your way. Yes, uh, we did speak with him. Mm. And... Well, I mean, he did his best, didn't he? Uh, to try and clean up somebody else's mess. I mean, that's ultimately why it all happened. So, um... Oh, so you he want the one who did it? No, oh, no. He, he just witnessed the murder. So who who did it? Did he see? Yes, he... Oh, you good, Janusz, yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you, um, David. Uh, where he... He saw a, a definitely a kindred, a woman of some kind, um, perform the act, and, and it seems she was able to to hold her victim in place with some means or other, but not physically. I mean, she was able to hold him in place. Well, it could be any number okay. of things. Too. Well, indeed, indeed, but clearly a manifestation of power. And uh, he believes that if he was to see her again, he would recognize her. And so we have him watching, meeting the kindred of the city, such that he might be able to identify her and inform us who she is. Did he no, say I... she had any defining features? Was tall, small? Dark hair, couldn't tell if it was black or brown. She had like a oh. Roman nose and uh, was wearing a cape or some such. I mean, yeah. Maybe she's some kind of vigilante or something. You know? I mean, he said not particularly tall. Or was it a cloak? A cloak. Yeah. Yeah, like with a hood. What? Isn't there a starting point then of anarch women who come from clans that can do this sort of thing? Right? Because I give them reason to be in the area. All right. Yeah, he I was mean, where he shouldn't have been. Reginald was in the area. He's, yeah, he's not an anarch. It doesn't necessarily have to be an anarch. No, I'm not saying it has to be. I'm saying it's a starting point, isn't I? There can't be many kindred who run around Bristol wearing cloaks these days, unless it is on the night of a particular festival. Well, I'm trying yeah, to look like exactly. Cloak. I mean, surely Hubert knows pretty much everybody. We could just surely have a chat with Hubert and see if he knows anybody who fits the description. He was at your party, wasn't he? I didn't get a chance to chat to him. He looks a bit uncomfortable, which is... He always looks uncomfortable. Well, he thought he was enjoying himself, you know. I mean, but, yeah, he sort of shrunk, shrunk into the um, wall until the prince came and seemed fine. Well, I don't know, maybe he was uh, composing his next postcard. Who knows? Mm. Yes, if Reginald does not deliver the information, then we should consider how we will move on from here. And I agree that... We have a number of avenues open to us. There is, as you've said, uh, Hubert might be able to identify one. There might be those within the, the domain. Although this individual does not seem to care much for the laws of Bristol. Cool, so they could have come from anywhere. He recognises. Indeed. Teach is uh, likely to know everyone or be able to find out. Yeah. Perhaps we should go to him with a bit more. I don't know if we'd think it's a woman of a medium build will um was enough information to make it worth his while. 
Mm. I usually have to go give him updates, don't I? You could tell him what we know. It was a knife that was used, mm. by the way. To Stabbed him in the back head? of the neck and then chopped his head off bit by bit. Wait, 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 wait. If that's it, what, what size of a knife? He, like a short knife or like a... He was not very clear, but he did mention that it was a, an unusual looking weapon. Ceremonial but it's one. not easy to put someone's head off with a knife. No, indeed. That means well, no, it's it didn't not easy sound to like someone. it was particularly uh, uh, easy. It was like a grisly affair from the sounds of it. When I saw the head, the head had a... It was um, ragged, like, like it had been... <laughs> been torn about like, right yeah like like like, like yeah like like very not delicately cut or chopped or like as if so someone was like pulling as they were like cutting and tearing so there are tears and cuts and stuff it was but also the skin decayed but the that's got to have some meaning right because if you was if you was someone who knew about this sort of thing you'd use a more appropriate thing unless you had some calls to want to use that specific thing hmm. right I mean, do you know why they're doing this? Because what I don't understand is why somebody would kill somebody like that. It feels quite brutal. Yeah. We do not understand this uh, this killer. But we might be able to begin to understand them. We can understand if there is any other purpose to what they're doing. Or whether it is simply a, a reckless, mindless act of brutality. I don't think that makes sense if it's another... It's, he was a second person, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. It's not the first to be killed in this way. No. He meditated pretty severely. Well, yeah. I will see if there is anything I can learn about this manner of execution, whether there is some other older meaning to it in one place or another. It is certainly not something that is familiar to me, but that is not to say it is not a practice carried out in other places. How did he All leave it? it? Sorry, no, you go. I'll have a think about what sort of thing she might have been doing that made him stand there. Right, because that, that might narrow our field somewhat. Mm. Otherwise, I'll have a, a punt around and see if I can find out anything about anyone matching this sort of description. The thing about a cloak is, all you've got to do is take it off and you look different, don't you? Yes, yeah. indeed. But it seems seems an unusual thing to wear for a disguise for it will draw attention. Well, if he's if he's saying he'd know, he'd know this person again, mm. if he saw him, mm. then maybe there's an argument that you go to the library, get pictures, of all of the women who are registered at the library, show them all to him and he'll pick one out. Well, I doubt they don't have pictures. They will keep pictures of such things before <laughs> it will be a. <laughs> he's keeping, he's keeping uh, information. That's, that's a good point. I mean, she probably, likely, she hasn't registered herself with Hubert, but we should probably check these things out. But otherwise, no, I mean, in terms of the. What? I'm just saying, all the information that Hubert asked me for. The last time I had to go and account to him, or whatever the fuck they call it, yeah? Right. You're telling me he's collecting all that information, he ain't collecting pictures. What sort of use is that? Well, he's got pictures oh. in his mind, you know? Uh, all right, well, he can tip him out of his mind, can't he, onto the page? So he's going to ask him to do drawings of all the women. <laughs> it's a route, I'm saying. Well, anyway. perhaps uh, Dermot might wish to speak with Hubert then. I 
I'll see if I can set up a meeting with him and, and maybe we can have a chat or something like that and see if we can get some information out of him. Well, and, at least if you can get a list of the people, your cameras around the place could pick up images or something like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you want me to have a look uh, see? I mean, we could. I could scout out the area a bit. I mean, is it Anarch Territory where that happens? Yeah, it mm -hmm. is, yeah. We can go there, though, right? Because we're investigating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we need to get the proper permissions and all, but maybe if we put in a little quick request, we can have a wander around and see if there's any kind of sort of cameras or the likes, and we could do a little, um, see if we can gather some, like, photos or, like, video of evidence. Uh, see, I mean, you know, some of us can kind of, well, some, some of us can wander past without being seen by mm. such things, but um, not all. Well, not it's, it's a long enough time ago. I imagine they ain't gonna still have the footage, but don't mean we can't have a look who's around the area, right? It's not that long, it depends. Yeah. Depends. So we can have a look, see if there is anything. If we wait a few nights. Wasn't it five then... years ago. Um, no? Yeah. no, 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 this is the recent one. Oh, no, I think you have the one for Scott. Sorry, well, what? by the way, if you're right and they got the footage, it's fine. If, if it ain't, then. Well, we can have a check. The one yeah. from a long time ago, I imagine there's going to be nothing. Yeah, I suppose this this sounds like something that you can you can handle. Mm. How did he leave it with Reginald? How did we leave it? I mean, yeah, was it was he unhappy or was he? Well, he, he oh, he's unhappy. Yes, but not with us. Is he unhappy enough that he's going to tell his side? What? No, that fucking stupid. Well, his sire is unaware of all of this okay, and would be good. very angry if he was to find out, which is one of the reasons why he will do what we need him to. Mm. Well, it's a good introduction, isn't it, to the world? Yes, I feel he's learning a lot from this good for exchange. Him. He's going to well Maybe a survive him. after all, isn't it? Into the fire, but we have an agreement, and I think yeah, his uh, his ire is kind of uh, directed elsewhere. Should be okay. Okay. Right. So, I think that well, unless you have anything else that you want to do, you know me, I can chat away. So I'll, <laughs> if you've got stuff you want to do, Carlos, you do it. Otherwise, I'm going to carry on talking. Well, it looks like you have already sort of discussed the the main points around uh, the party and and uh, the chat with Reginald. So, if no one has any pressing issues or pressing stuff, the week after is going to be the uh, election, and I wanted to jump into that. So, unless you have any scenes that you would like to play out during that week. I think the only... Sorry, go ahead. I just, I probably want to have a conversation with Yanish at some point, but it can be whenever fits him. Okay. I think the only thing is, uh, considering it's maybe time sensitive, is getting us some agreement to go and check out that area, do a recce on the place, and certainly Dermot will be trying to see if he can spot any cameras and then basically be working to try and get camera feed stuff, but that can take some time. So, I don't. Over the course of the next week. Okay. Um, we'll don't... come back to that. Yes. I don't think that it needs a scene, but I will go and see Teach and keep him up to date because okay. I don't want to get another bollocking. Good, <laughs> good, good. That, that is that is perfect. That is amazing. Uh, and um, I, I think, yes. 
I was only going to say, uh, this again is not a scene, I don't think, but in the background, Yanish will mm -hmm. be walking the dogs around the church area sometimes and just seeing, you know, right. just starting to get an idea of who's coming and going, but nothing. No will you be showing Will going. you be showing up to the chess um, games and stuff, or are you just going to be looking from afar? Um, I mean, maybe if it's one of those, because obviously it's winter at the moment, so he can in theory turn up in a relatively early evening and it'd be dark so mm. yeah i don't see why not i need to go and stalk people on your behalf you do need to stalk mm -hmm. people on my behalf i'd be doing that as well in the week um but yeah I, I don't necessarily need to do that now but it's just stuff that'll be going on in the background for your reference okay but yes. so so from from nan i'm just gonna make a simple check of am your... i hungry by the way yes you are oh, actually four, you right? are you were at hunger four at the end of that night. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I would imagine you're hunting sure. in, in the domain. Sure. Cool. Um, That's houses to break into, isn't that? Yeah, it's always houses. Yeah. Yes, and and actually, I'm I'm gonna have a roll because you are at hunger four. So. Let's have a roll. Oh, so that's well last this time. is going to be. It'll be fine. <laughs> the worst that could happen is some pork. Um, you have you, know, you have the breaking specialty. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it helps me eat. <laughs> that is very, that is very, very useful. Uh, are you rousing the blood? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't know the rules, don't tease me. <laughs> Ooh, um, you can succeed at a cost. Sure, I'll take it. Well, I mean, you. you do you want to know the cost beforehand? Because <laughs> no. you no. just got you just got two two successes, and, and you need three, impressive. and you need three. Yep. Oh well, unless you want to use you your will, you, you can willpower it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like an appropriate thing to spend willpower on because it feels like the kind of thing I can't know I failed at. So therefore, I think succeed at a cost is better. You also will need your willpower for the uh, hunger Failure. frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> Failure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, though, because when you feed well, a hunger four, you'll have to make a hunger fantasy. Oh, well, I, yes. Uh, so having your willpower is yeah. useful for that. Yes. I should probably keep it there. Well, anyway, it doesn't feel like it's appropriate to use it for that. So That's I'll, very I'll good. Okay, so, so the cost is. Cost is my soul. The, <laughs> the house that you find and manage to break in is just. On the other side of the street, where your domain <laughs> is. That's great. It's just, I mean, oh, it's so I, I, I'm out of the so domain. Close. I mean, you are in the edge of the domain, and and the way these lines are drawn, like there is, like if you go Sheldon Road, mm. you know, it Sheldon Road is when it's when it's Romy Avenue, and then it changes name to Sheldon Road. On the following corner, in Sheldon and Lindsay, it's right there. It's right, there. like literally, literally the other side of the street. It's right there. I well, mean, but 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 this is Sheldon Road, and it's supposed to be, and you know this intersection because it's like the one that makes like a little inside corner. But I mean, that's I mean, that's where you can feed. It's fine. I'll feed there. I know a bloke that can sort out of the camera footage. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, and all, I mean, also, if I, if I have a hunger frenzy, it's 
not our domain, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else's problem. Quit said. Your funeral. Um. <laughs> so, how much are you slaking? How hungry am I? Four. Yeah. <laughs> what kills a person? Three. Well, three hurts them. Like, like. What doesn't? What? What's? What's like? You know, within the tolerance level of not breaching the masquerade. Well, the safest you can. If you drink gently for someone and you and you take a whole scene to do it, you can slake up to two without harming them. They will be DC and a little weak, you know, from it. Uh, three is starting to get dangerous. Four is definitely sending them to a hospital due to okay. blood well, loss. Okay, let's do two then. Okay. <laughs> so, whatever checks I have to make, I've got a result. I've got a chance of being met the same as I was. Okay, so, so you find this house. Yeah. You come easily through the the door that leads to the. How do you call it the. The back garden. Yes. Which is, sort of a jar, and then you just push it and it's open. It doesn't creak that much. Fairly, probably fairly, <clears throat> like used a lot. And uh, and it looked. It looks like people were having like a little get together, even though it's cold. But there's a fire pit. It's a very well kept back garden. Is there, some... Is there a fire in the pit? No, no but you can you can see <laughs> the embers. You can see the coals in the embers. You know, it's yeah, like okay. so. People, even though the, the weather's getting cold, people were probably out with a fire pit. You know, probably with some blankets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you try the the patio door, and it just. Slides. It wasn't. It was closed, but not locked. And uh, once you go inside, um, it's a house. Uh, it's a two-story house. The lower area. You you come in through the through the living room. The one door leading to a hallway, and you can recognize a small half bathroom, a kitchen to the to the left, the main entrance to the right, and right there the stairs. With a little cloakroom next to it. And once you get to the second floor, um, you, you see there are three bedrooms. And the one at the end of the hall at the left it seems to be the master bedroom. Where there is a couple laying there. Is there anyone in any of the other bedrooms? Like I, an individual, in single person? One of the bedrooms has someone probably in their very early 20s <clears throat> and okay. and the and the other room is empty uh i will go for the person in their 20s okay uh, you very carefully approach them and ask and and and, and you wait you measure yourself until they turn and their neck is exposed, which is easier than just touching them. Because that might, if you mm-hmm. move them, that might wake them up. And the moment your fangs sink in, in the neck, just blood starts gushing out. And you actually press your lips around the neck. And that's when you gently hold them in place. 
and they seem to be enjoying it and you are enjoying it and the blood is gushing into your mouth and you're gonna do a frenzy check so lucky for you you have all of your willpower well whatever it is four <laughs> I can't remember what is it. It's five, good. five. Oh, yeah, you don't need too many successes to survive this. But it's quite funny if you fail it. It is quite funny if I fail it. Yeah, we get banter. In an awful kind of way. Ooh, and you succeed with four successes. You manage to hold the beast in. and drink you can hear some movement from the from the master bedroom and you can feel now that you're really close to this person there is this little sort of like after smell of wine see if they have been enjoying a night having some drinks and there is a little bit of that in his blood but it's not too much but from the giggling that you're starting to hear in the next room it looks like somebody else did have a little bit more and uh, as Nancil slowly drinks from this person and finishes she has to wait for the the occupants of the of the room that is literally in front they, they did not have the distance or even shot in the door of their own room You'll have to wait until they're done, which will put a little bit of a strain in the in the time you have to get back. I mean, you will be in your domain immediately because you will cross the street, but then that means that you have to book it. To... Can I escape myself? Yes, but then you... Because if they haven't shut the door, they won't see me. Yes, you will have to do a rouse check for that. By the... Sure. Um, so... I mean, I wouldn't want to take unnecessary risks. But... <laughs> that is... That is... Yeah, that is a good cost. Uh, so I'm going to do a rouse check for your sure. unseen passage. You luckily do not go hungry. You just you are well fed and happy and not as hungry anymore. <laughs> and then and that actually helps you a lot in getting back inside your domain. Hopefully, no one will notice ever. Ever, ever. No. <laughs> okay. So, uh, other than that, uh, Janish, you will have a very good idea of the movement across the this week. You will see a couple of people that you saw last week. So, you, now you need one or two more weeks, and then you start making a pattern. But you have identified a couple of people. Awesome. You have not been able to identify like, doesn't seem that the person Father Michael has been playing these interesting games has shown up over the, the course of this week. Sure. Do any of them look like they are not very together, like evidently in distress or struggling? Or do they all just look like normal people? They look like normal people. Some of them might look like a little down or a little up, but it's, it, okay. you would need a few, a, a few more instances yeah. of you seeing them that's fine and dermot if you could please do me a resolve plus 
technology role for your mm -hmm. efforts across the week of getting the information um, from from the surveillance system so you can use your technology your surveillance specialty of technology oh yeah Uh, can I rouse for this as well, or is this this is an extended thing, isn't it? Uh, so... This is an extended thing. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can willpower, though. But you only can reroll two dice if you do so. Uh, there is a 10, so there's the possibility of a, of a critical yeah, win, but that's I will about definitely, it. This is, this is important, so okay. I'm really interested in seeing what you get. Five successes, actually. You got it. So, but it ju only just, as in, no, three, four, five. Let me check my notes. Okay, you said that this, this was important. So, you, yeah. you will succeed. I'm not going to make it at a cost. It's just you find something the night of the election. Okay. So it's basically you will have no chance to forewarn the others because you would have found it until tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taking time. Mm -hmm. Likewise, something doesn't need to be a scene, but I think over the week, because I know that Mitchell was chomping at the bit to be useful, mm -hmm. Matilda would have asked him to keep an eye out for someone matching this description, ask around, see if he knows anyone, and then just give him that to do and to come back if he finds anything actually that's quite good and useful because uh he was getting restless yeah. uh so it's good that you remembered instead of having yeah. it happen in the background when he loses it <laughs> yeah. because you you approach him and say well i mean we have a lead and this is the lead and this is what you're going to do and this is how we're going to behave uh, you're not bossing him around or ordering him around because it would be dangerous because he's a bruya but also that's not yeah, the type no. of relationship you have with him so yeah, sadly, you will not like be a, able to get rid of it's your... It's fine. I'm happy to have my compulsion on election night. That's okay. So, fine. Be, well, actually, um, and also, you are you are basically bossing people around the, 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 the closer it gets to the deadline. But it's not that you are ordering them. It's like you don't fulfill your compulsion because you're not telling someone what to do. You're just going like, give me those papers, put that, move that. People know what they need to do. You're just giving instructions. You're being less subtle about it. But you're not actually telling someone, just, just, you know what, get down on your knees and scrub the floor or whatever. You're not, like, being forceful in any yeah. of the thing and the interactions and you're having. It's more sort of um, equitable. Okay, cool. So, it is election night for the kindred, for the anarch vampires. Licks, how some of them call each other, of Bristol. Some non-anarch will have votes. Let's go with your vote, Matilda Wells. Your ballot will have, of course, the candidates for the BS3 area, which are yourself, of course, um... Felicity, the current representative, Felicity Harris, and uh, a guy named Patrick Ford. Let's, go, let's vote for him. <laughs> no, um, 
I'll I'll vote for myself. Okay, that's that's sensible and reasonable. You will also gain um, to get to vote in three different areas. One would be the BS41 area where Roger Smith is actually running for the first time it seems against someone that could I mean he's not gonna give him a run for his money but he he used to be the Camarillas Bruya primogen Christopher okay. Hughes child of former um how do you call him um not sheriff yeah sheriff constable sheriff. uh Thomas Waterman. So we're talking an Abruya Ancilla, who's mm -hmm. always sort of like a parliamentarian kind of guy. Yeah. Christopher Hughes is a well-known name, and he has always been on that side of the argument ever since his sire took the side of the parliamentarians during the Civil War. So he was known as a, a voice of dissent in the Camarilla. It makes no surprise to anyone that he would defect to the Anarchs. And he's running against um, Roger in the BS41 area. Ooh. He is all about change. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. I... Yeah, if, if she would have known, she would have made herself aware of the candidates and if she was aware of what he was like and what he sort of um, stood for, then she'd cast her vote for him. Okay. But you're voting for Roger or not? Or are you um, voting for Christopher? Just to be clear, the votes <laughs> never go public, do they? Nope, nope. Cool, cool. I'll vote for I'll vote for Christopher. Ooh, Christopher Hughes. The next one is BS eight. Uh you have for the BS eight area Maxine No, that's not BS eight. Yo, yes, Maxime Winters. Maxine Winters. She's a she's a thin blood. Good for her. That's for her. <laughs> Wait, is there anyone else running against her? Uh, yeah, a Toreador called Wallace Turner, who yeah, fuck is it. I'll vote, vote yep. for the thin blood. But for the thin blood because they're thin blood. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, BS thirteen area, in which you have. Lucinda, with yeah, Lucinda Brightstow, the Malkavian, and and Abruya, by the name of Emma Lewinton, former Cami as well, and you can see that the Abruya that left the camera like, all are going in throngs, going for positions of power when they can. Um, Lucinda yeah. is the one that you met at your party, and she was there. Yeah, let's vote for her. Okay. Now, Dermot. You will not be able to see the face of the woman, but it's very recognizable. That okay. that description that um, Reginald gave you is really useful in finding someone with a hood and cloak as they move around some of those streets. When you find that footage, you try to piece together the path of them coming in and out. And actually, they are wearing the hood most of the time. So even when they lift their faces shadowed, but they it, it sort of 
um, conforms to that. But what you find out by looking at the footage is not who the, this person is. Because yes, they look weird and they have a hood, but they're walking around. It's who they're following. You do have politics, don't you? Yeah, just a dot. That's enough for you to recognize that the person this hooded figure is following is one Jacinta, representative of anarch representative of the BS sixteen area. And you know her, not only of her, but know her because the BS sixteen area borders your domain. The Coterie's domain. She's following in closely. Not closely, I seen. Does it look like a shadowing kind of? Yes. Careful. Yes. Mm, okay. That's why it's so difficult to get to catch her on camera. It's not because she knows where the cameras are and whatever. No, she's deliberately being very like skulking and shadowing someone. So she's not even showing in most of the camera. Sometimes she's in the blind spot because she might be standing underneath the camera. But in other places, she's in a place where the camera can see her, but Jacinta won't. And she's following. And at some point, Jacinta goes into a place and stays there. And you see the timestamps and she's there for about an hour. And the woman is just there. And it looks like she's talking to herself or doing something. And then continues until they get out of the uh, out of the, the area. Jacinta gets into a car. And this woman just quickly disappears down the road. So, what do you do with this information? I think at this point, um, Dermot's probably going to... In terms of the technology, because this is election night, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes, I forgot to tell you. Your coterie gets to cast a vote on BS-16. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, oh. Yes, oh. because you, you are sort of like the lords of the domain that borders bx16 it's the only anarch territory you border with is the one that jacinta is part of okay. and well everybody knows that jacinta and and alice are sorry and matilda are friends but it's up to you if you want to vote for her or not and the person running against her surprise surprise former camarilla bruya christopher hughes no, Christopher Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> He's running in all the different ones. Uh, Jeff March. Do does Yanish know if either of them are very pally pally with Roger Smith? Well, Jacinta was embraced and alive around the time Roger Smith disappeared. And when Roger Smith was, uh, and then she was like, her story is kind of known. And that's why she was made representative almost immediately because she was staked by those who were performing the coup. It was found out 
the disappearance of Roger Smith was not an act of the Camarilla, it was a coup of some anarchs with, were, that were unhappy with him and, and staked him. And uh, apparently she had gotten wind of it and when she went to have a chat with Roger, she was staked as well. So of course, when the events of 2008 happened, she was brought so back. So she's an ally of Roger's, right? Of sorts, yeah. of sorts. That the sure, fact that so they were torpored together doesn't make them chums. Do we, do we do we have to vote as a coterie, or do we get individual votes? No, you have to vote as a coterie. Ah, okay. Oh well, that well, needs a role play. That's probably think. a scene then. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, then that is going to be the first scene of next episode because it is almost ten, and I don't think it's going to be a two-minute conversation. No. <laughs> Nope, somehow. <laughs> uh, but also, it'll make things interesting But because not only our players are choosing who to vote for uh, in for the BS-16 uh, representative, also every other anarch in Bristol will show their support for their preferred candidates, and our lovely ghouls will get their vote and let us know what happens next week for the season finale of Blood on the Severn. Season 2 comes to an end and then we will have a two-week break in which I will I will check with my notes because I don't want to misspeak here. So we will have our final episode 10 session next Monday, the 22nd of March. Then the, the, the week of the 29th of March is going to be um, a rest week for everybody. And then on the week of the 5th of April, as a prelude to the start of season three, we will be airing Dermot's Embrace with guest players. And then we will go, we will come back on the 12th of April for season three, episode one. So that's sort of the layout. Either way, I will be saying it again next week so you know everything and more information will show up in our blog post later this week and next so everyone is voting SBCs are voting PCs are voting ghouls are voting go to the polls and let us know what's gonna happen next week until then I'm gonna love you and leave you and wish you a good night see you next week Bye. Bye. Bye.